The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Now, yesterday and today, our theater's been jammed with newspapermen and hundreds of photographers from all over the nation, and these veterans agree with me that the city never has witnessed the excitement stirred by these youngsters from Liverpool who call themselves the Beatles. Now, tonight, you're going to twice be entertained by them. Right now, and again in the second half of our show, ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles! <laughs> Close your eyes and I'll kiss you Tomorrow I'll miss you Remember I'll always be 60 years ago today And the sound sounds so much better as we're playing it from the TV feed I guarantee you the girls in that audience didn't hear a single word of them singing that night The screams Anyway, 60 years ago. How you doing? It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete Davis and Flounder. And are we uh, connecting with our connection, uh, Pete Davis? And, we're here. Uh, yeah, we're there, uh, working and romping uh, with the Beatles and uh, Flounder, the mechanical man, to control. It was the Fab Four Beatlemania on this day in 1964, 60 years ago. Can you imagine arriving at JFK Airport? Everybody went nuts. It would be on the Ed Sullivan Show that night, and imagine, imagine the pull you had to have to be one of those young girls, somebody's daddy, to get one of those kids in the audience that night for the Beatles' first trip to America. Holy cow! I mean, that that, that, that must have been something again. Can you imagine the, the, being there that night? Those, those that fourteen-year-old girls, the whole mass. Oh my. God. Imagine there's no ticket. <laughs> I mean, it was just—it must have been unbelievable, screaming and yelling. I mean, and, and the Beatles played um, "All My Loving" till there was you. She loves you. I saw her standing there, and for goodness sakes, I want to hold your hand, which would be, you know, one of the uh, uh, mandatory ones. And the screams and the screams. Beatles arrive at JFK and then the Ed Sullivan Show on Sunday night. And what a terror. I mean, what a, I mean, he was a horrible host, but he was the, you know, he was Ed Sullivan, and he he had, he was the Hollywood guy, but that was back before, that, that really didn't have, the, uh, the host of things really weren't that important. It was what they did on the show, and as you could tell by Ed Sullivan, and eventually that all changed. But anyway, um, I remember that night very well. I remember, I, uh, Pete, you, were, uh, you weren't even born, were you? Uh, I was born, but I was not cognizant. Uh, I missed the really big shoe. Really big shoe. Well, I was, uh, that was the year I graduated from prep school. So I would have I would have been a senior. I would have been a sixth former in prep school on this very day, watching Ed Sullivan on the Sunday night show with the Beatles coming to America. Wow, sixty four. Holy cow! Anyway, how you doing? That's a Kimber Pete and Flounder. It's freaking Wednesday. Here's a phone number. We love phone calls. There's a lot going on, and uh, some fun things and weird things and goofy stuff things, and uh, we've got it all. Comedy bits, uh, Flounder's funnies. And uh, we probably have some Pete's tweets laying around, and uh, holy crap, it's sports. And a, sports. Game. And, and a, oh, a, a Valentine's Day game, I think. Is that correct? Yes, uh, yes sir. 
And by the way, uh, again, ladies uh, and guys, I remind you that once again, we'll oh, no. make the offer. I, <laughs> this has never worked, but I'm making the offer once again. Now, this val- for, the, for Valentine's Day, two things. Uh, if, you would, if you have a poem... A poem that you would like uh, your loved one to 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 hear, I would be very happy to read it for you on the radio. We could have a little contest, maybe see if we can come up with a prize of some kind, which is hardly likely. <laughs> Uh, but it's possible. I don't know. I Maybe the Kimmer's prize closet from all the junk uh, I'm trying to throw away. Uh, as I away. said before, there will be no gifts. There will be no gifts. <laughs> but also, now the other thing is, I'm, and I'm very serious about this, if you have, are you pining and moaning and mourning uh, the, uh, a, a loved one that you would love to reconnect with or someone you want maybe to say, I'm sorry, or to say, you know, I, I know I, I'm not the right person, but I just want to tell you how I feel in balance. Whatever. If you have a personal message that you would like me to pass it along, to that special someone, I'll be very happy to do it. And I'll do it on the radio so that they, I can do it with just my voice. And we don't have to put them on the air if that might be embarrassing. But, but either way, I'd be very happy to help you out for Valentine's Day. Between now and just, then. Anytime between now and then. Just to be devil's advocate, I yeah. just want to point out to everybody, there's a reason you broke out with them. <laughs> And again, if you asked her and she said no the first time, it's your own fault. Well, that's a whole other story. Okay, 308. <laughs> no means no, no means I know. Well, thank you now for telling me. I thought it was a, I thought it was like a game. I thought, you know, no, no. What do you mean no? I, I don't hear this. No, what's this no crap? I put on the full court press, baby. <laughs> I got her to change her mind, all right. Jesus. Anyway, uh, 308, 308. Okay, 404-741-1230. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, geez, so i got so much going on, I don't even know where to start. Uh, my car's done. Yay! Uh, and uh, <laughs> So that's nice. So I'm going to be in a lot better mood tomorrow when I get my car back. Um, also, uh, some sad news, and I don't understand yet. I guess, well, there's a couple of uh, possibilities. The Marine helicopter on the way from Nevada to California crashed. It's horrible stormy weather near San Diego, California. It's a nightmare of that storm system that's flying, the atmospheric river. And it's been a disaster for California. And by the way, uh, I I saw some video this morning. I, I honestly... I couldn't believe it. Some of the houses being affected by the mudslides are in California are literally on the cliff. I mean, I mean, they're they're not four feet from the edge of a cliff. Okay, the edge of a cliff, and they probably cost seven million dollars. How would you? I mean, you know, you're asking. I mean, who doesn't know? And I, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I say, what, why would you build? I mean, move it back twenty feet. What you're going to miss the view from twenty feet? Anyway, I, I well. <laughs> when they built it, they were 20 feet away. Yeah, well, maybe so. Erosion, I guess. Anyway, now the missing helicopter with the Marines on it uh, was trying to get to Air Station Miramar near San Diego last night. And the stormy business, it, it, it crashed or at least disappeared. Now, I'm not even sure it actually did crash. It may have just gone down. And as far as I know, they now the latest is uh, we heard just a few minutes ago, they found the helicopter and can't find the Marines. There's five of them on board. Now, it's possible that they, you know, hightailed it to trying to get help or get shelter. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know what the conditions of the, I don't know whether it was a crash or a set down or if it's in the trees or in the rock. I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm, I'm hoping, that, well, it says here they found the helicopter, but they, they can't find the Marines. 
So there's only two possibilities that they were thrown from it or were burned up if it's, you know, or whatever, or Or exploded in it, or they jumped and, and, uh, or that they've hightailed it to try to get, you know, safety. I I don't know. So again, uh, it's a mystery and I I don't like it and uh, we'll keep you posted whatever we know. But again, five Marines missing in California with a business here. Uh, 310, 310, Kim Repeat and Flounder. Um, uh, geez, we got so much, I don't even know where to start. Oh, how about, oh, how about this? Uh, well, okay, we'll talk about <laughs> unbelievable last night that the Republicans, once again, <laughs> one of the great phrases heard this morning, it's like once again they stepped on a rake, on the wrong end of a rake. You know, I mean, it's just, <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. The Rep- this is why Democrats keep winning. We deserve to get creamed. We're idiots. You freaking idiots. Oh, well, you know, it's only for, you know, for high crimes and misdemeanors and Mayorkas didn't commit a crime. Oh, really? I mean, my God, I, I just, I, I can't believe it. It's the same reason. Treason. We, it's the same reason we have two liberal senators because he said, well, I'm not going to vote for Herschel Walker because he yelled at that girl. Jesus. They're idiots. You know, how, how, about, idiots. how about the higher calling? How about your country? How about suck it up if you don't like the freaking candidate, if it's better for your country? Your country is at stake. You've, you're responsible for all that's happened in the last three or four years. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's and again, if they had if, <laughs> laughing stock, Mayorkas, if they had impeached him last night in the House, wouldn't it mean squat? Because the Senate will never impeach him. So that's why they should have done it, to make it meaningless, just like the Trump things were meaningless. They have the moral high ground, and that's all you need. Yeah, right. And, and of course, that's a Mayorkas thing. And then we got the border bill, and, of course, that's shot down. And now the Dem- we, we gave the, the way this was presented, the two things, the, it's actually not a border bill. It was a war bill for Ukraine and um, and what's the, and uh, Ukraine and, uh, and Israel, uh, Israel and Hamas, uh, Palestinian relief for all those things, and the Mexican border with America. But the fact of the matter is uh, now the Democrats are going to say, well, we tried. You damn rep- you MAGA Republicans, boy, we tried to get a bill, and the Republicans refused to let us concentrate to, to close the border. Republicans blocked us from getting a border bill, and they're right. But again, the way they're going to do it is going to hurt people once again in the election. It gives the mainstream media say, well, the Republicans blocked the border bill. I mean, the border bill doesn't let everybody in. In fact, you're going to hear uh, Ted Cruz saying, well, we got to make a change here in the Senate. Also, uh, they're going to take it up separately, apparently. Also, uh, this is unbelievable. The, since the fiscal year started in, in October, there have already been more than a million illegal invaders coming into America. A million just since October. That's a record. Holy cow. And the, remember that kid, uh, the nine-year-old kid went to the uh, Kansas City football game and he had uh, the, uh, the black face on as like the Indian logo and stuff for the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, he was, he was called a racist and, uh, and all that. Well, his family's now suing Deadspin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that story's coming up, too. 313, uh, Flounder's Funnies. we got a whole bunch of stuff uh, with a Kimber Pete Flounder on 106.3. Look out here we go. Three twenty-one. Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. And David Bowie. Ta-da. 
2023 on this very day, David Bowie's handwritten lyrics for the Gene Genie sold at auction for about $75,000. The song was from the Aladdin Sane album, released as a single in 1972, reached number two in Britain. The lyric sheet for the Gene Genie comprised of, and by the way, the first Gene is J-E-A-N, which was my mother's name, by the way, Gene. And my father's name was Gene, G-E-N-E, and my older brother's name was Gene, G-E-N-E. So when someone called out and says, may I speak to Gene, please, we said, you're going to have to be a little more specific. Anyway, uh, three genes. I seriously, not growing up for, you know, 20. Anyway, uh, Gene, Gene, comprised 18 lines on a piece of A4-lined paper, which was titled, signed, and dated by... Uh, David Bowie and on, uh, was sold on this day in 2023. Okay, dokie, our birthday list includes Gay Talese is still among the living, 92 years old. Wow, I don't know much about, I mean, have you ever read, uh, Pete, you're a literary writer guy. Have you ever had any Gay Talese kind of thoughts or anything? Excuse me? Oh, hello. No, I, <laughs> no, I, I mean, he you. was a very, back in the, you know, God, 50 years ago, he was a quite famous author, but I don't really know much about him other than he's still alive, which is nice. And also, we mentioned earlier, start of the show, 60 years ago, the Beatles showed up in New York City, went on the Ed Sullivan Show on Sunday night. And 50 years ago, another remarkable historical achievement in 1974 on this very day, Blazing Saddles was released. Starring Mel Brooks in four different roles, Harvey Corman in three roles, Gene Wilder as the Waco Kid, and Cleavon Little as Bart the Kick-Ass Black Sheriff of Rock Ridge. And here's a little reminder from 50 years ago today. We must do something about this immediately! 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 Harumph! Harumph! I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Get the governor harumph. Harumph! You watch your ass. The Sheriff sh- murdered, <laughs> crops burned, stores looted, people stampeded, and cattle raped. <laughs> the sheriff is near. <laughs> you, you know, in fact, you know what the weird thing about? <laughs> I know a lot of weird things. Like what? <laughs> uh, Gene Wilder, Cleavon Little, Harvey Corman, Madeline Kahn, Slim Pickens, Alex Karras, they are all dead. Who's still standing? Uh oh, uh, Alex Harris. Oh no, he's he's dead. Um. The director, what's his name? I, I just went blank. Mel Brooks. Yeah, Mel Brooks. Brooks. Oh, yeah. Mel Brooks. Basically, yeah, still. It. And he's ninety something now, and he's uh, yeah making some rounds. And uh, uh, that's cool. If you had to bet that when you're making the movie, yeah. who's going to still be here in 2024? Yeah. Wow. Now I'm trying to remember. I don't remember Mel Brooks in four roles. He was the in, he was the Indian. Yeah. And. He was the uh, 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 secretary or the uh, governor. He was the Indian and the governor. Mm-hmm. That's two. Mm-hmm. What were the others? I, I can't remember, remember four roles by Mel Brooks. Um, bum, bum. I I do not. I don't remember. I don't remember three by Harvey Corman. It says three roles here too. He was the. Uh, well, now wait a minute. I'll I'll be damned. I can't I can't think of the three roles he was in. 
Well, he was kind of the direct. They mentioned him, said, blank on you. I work for Mel Brooks, you know, so maybe. Yeah, that. maybe so. Anyway, one of the great roles of all time, Harvey Corman. And, and that, well, what was that girl's name who died? Uh, um, the, Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn. God, she was wonderful. Wonderful. And, and Harvey wow. Corman, when he when he tried to feel her up, you know, he said, give me a little something. <laughs> she stumbled in the dark and cut him. Oh, gosh. And then she said, is it true what they say about uh, you people are gifted? <laughs> it's true. It's true. And I can't tell you Whoa. what the line was that Mel Brooks originally wrote in that movie, which they edited out. Mm. Uh, I'll tell you off the air. Do you, know, you may know it, but I'll tell you off the air. When, when she says, it's true, me. it's true. Uh, anyway, uh, 325. Are those phone calls or is I just, I'm just getting ready for a phone call? Uh, I think, oh, Flowers in the back, sorry. He's, he's, I can't see in there because it's oh, so dark. By, by the way, yeah. George Harrison also used that line in one of his songs, Cracker Box Palace. He said in the background, you hear him saying, it's twoo, it's twoo. Oh, really? Well, I'll be damned. Uh, 326. Uh, let's see. Oh, we got so much. I'm going to sp- spread the order around here. I was going to talk first about the impeachment thing happened last night. First of all, let's get, I think this happened today, Flounder. Is that right? Flounder just came across some audio of, of Chuck, uh, the uh, suspected child yes. luster Schumer. This is un- Unbelievable. Uh, we'll talk about the Mayorkas thing, and also the. Yeah, is it true that Tucker Carlson is now on a hit list from Zelensky? It's true. Holy crap! Uh, but first true. of all, let's talk about this border bill business. They've already stripped down the border bill. Now it's going to be basically a war bill. But for, uh, in terms of the border bill, uh, here's here's Senator suspected child molester Chuck Schumer uh, making the, one of the most ridiculous claims I've ever heard about whether or not we need to crack down on people coming across the freaking border everything that we had in the original supplemental negotiations but without border although we do have the fentanyl issue and that's not a border issue but that is very very important what? fentanyl is it, not a border issue uh, where do you think it's coming from I mean, my God, until they opened the border, this fentanyl business wasn't happening in America. Am I no? Now, let's back. Am I wrong on that? I'm trying to remember. No, I don't. I don't remember anything about all of a sudden this fentanyl wave of of teenagers being killed by fentanyl because they wanted to get high at a party or something. It's not like they were trying to inject it because they're already cocaine addicts or something or heroin speed freaks. These people are being poisoned, and I don't remember anybody talking about the the ravages of fentanyl on a basis like this uh, until they opened the freaking border. It, It was always a border issue, and it's only gotten worse because they opened the border. Oh, God. I mean, I can't believe it. And, and again, how, I, I wonder if anybody's going to react to this other than talk show hosts on conservative radio stations. Whether you're four it, it's like. open treason, basically. They know it's coming from China. It's being brought over by Mexico. And he knows that. And he's lying to us. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And, of course, this whole business of the border security thing was, you know, they're spending more money on Ukraine's border than they are the American border, which is, you know, yeah. typical. Uh, but, again, now it's become a war package for Ukraine and Israel and the Hamas victims, so-called. And, and now they're saying the senators voted against McConnell's reelection. The Senate people are causing a problem now because of his leadership. And, in fact, do we have, I have Ted Cruz in there, Flounder, also. Uh, Senator Ted Cruz <laughs> had some uh, r- rather pointed comments when they thought maybe it was time to make a little change in the Senate these days. Is it time for Mitch McConnell to go? I think it is. Look, everyone here also supported a leadership challenge to Mitch McConnell in November. Uh, I think a Republican leader should actually lead this conference and should advance the priorities of Republicans. I can tell you what I said 
when we had that leadership election in November of 2022. It was right after a very disappointing election. 2022, the wind was at our back. It should have been a phenomenal Republican election year. Republicans should have won the Senate. We should have won a big majority in the House. Instead, we lost a seat in the Senate, and we barely got a majority in the House. And, and I stood up and said, look, in any ordinary organization, when you f are faced with failure, if you're running a business and you lose $50 million, you don't just say, hey, everything's great, let's keep doing it. No, you sit down and say, what are we doing wrong? Ted Cruz also said the border security bill was designed to lose, declared it a plan the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is thrilled with. Because, like I said, now they can blame Republicans for not passing a border bill. Unfreaking believable. To the phones, Annie's joining us here with a Kerapine flounder. Hi, Ann. Welcome aboard. How do you feel? What, what do you think? Hi, Cameron. This is Anna in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yes, ma'am. Well, you were smoking yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Taking an old man Biden at a fist fight. Yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> um, you, had, you had a lady, Kelly, on yesterday who suggested you Republicans buy up to all those open billboards. I have an idea of what we might put on those billboards. Uh, okay. We need a pick of that migrant in New York City who shot up birds at America after he was released yeah. after participating in attacking those police officers in Times Square. Put that idiot on the billboards so that people can see what the Democratic policies have done. It's like, and right, take that, America. We're here. Yeah. We do what we want. We won't be stopped. What are you going to do about it? Those are the what new Demo think? those are the new Democrat voters. That's how they ought to be labeled. Yeah. Here are the new Democrats and welcome to America, the new Democrats, and here's how they feel about the USA. Yeah, Otto, that's exactly. a great idea, baby. <laughs> I like it. I'm all in favor. <laughs> you and me, kiddo. Hey, thanks. Yeah. You, have a, you have a great day. 3 30. Hey, yeah, I, yeah. Kimmer, I have one idea for you. Sure. Okay. Uh, we can solve this border crisis if we would offer sanctuary to those cocaine hippos out of Columbia. Just put them in the Rio Grande and let them play hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> Another fine idea here in the Kimmer Show with the Kimmer Pete Flower. Thanks. Uh, 331. Uh, uh, 106.3. Three thirty-four, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder on one hundred six three. How you doing? Yeah, look out! Here we go. Bum, bum, bum. A slow ride, baby. Two thousand and uh, two thousand even on this day, twenty-four years ago. English guitarist and singer Dave Everett passed away from kidney cancer. He was fifty-six. Dave, uh, it's it's a uh, pervert, pervert, pervert. Uh, Peverett, I guess it is. They spelled it two different ways here, which is kind of bizarre. T -t 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 Today, Junior. <laughs> Dave Peverett. <laughs> he was a member of the English blues rock band Savoy Brown and Fog Hat. And he had the 70s hit singles My Babe and Slow Ride, which you're hearing right here in 2000. <laughs> okay, that just took me a second. Get off my back. Sorry. Uh, hold on, Martin. I got a phone call and everything. Oh, we're setting a record on phone calls, by the way. Let the morning show match that. Oh, sorry. I'm just not really a contest. Our birthday list includes uh, James Spader, 64 today. The Blacklist, very famous for uh, James Spader, 64. Great actor. Yep. The Blacklist, also known as Ultron in the Avengers Age of Ultron. Alan Shore on Boston Legal. That's where I really remember him the most. And Robert California on The Office. I never, you know, I never saw The Office when, when, when it, like in later years. I never watched it. It was funny. Was it? 
I never. It was funny. Never yeah. saw him on an episode of The Office. I, I, Boston Legal is where I got him. 64, James Spader. And on this day in history, I find this amazing. Switzerland, on this day in history, Switzerland allowed women to vote. What year do you suppose it was that Switzerland allowed women to vote? Now, if I hadn't exclaimed something 18. ironic, you, you, uh, you say, well, it must be unusual now. You know, like last year, obviously. But if I were to say, if you were to say, well, you know, countries allowing women to vote, America was what, 1921 or whatever it was. What year do you think Switzerland allowed women to vote? 1818. 1971. <laughs> Just getting <laughs> to the party, huh? My God. <laughs> 1971. Switzerland. I mean, it's not like it's, you know, I, I mean, you know, Oman or something. I mean, I can't believe it. Switzerland didn't allow women to vote until 1971? Holy Smart crap. Man. Only five other countries don't let women vote still. The little tiny burg of Liechtenstein. No chicks get to vote. And then the other four make sense. Jordan, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, and Yemen. No girl voting. No girl voting. That's why they've done so well. <laughs> They're so well-loved around yes. the world. <laughs> ah, to the phone, 337. They're safe? <laughs> it's Martin on the radio. Martin, how you doing, man? Thanks for calling. What's up? Yo, Tim. On the uh, border, real quickly, I have a novel approach to it. All right, sir. Follow the law. Oh, now wait. Now um, you're being ridiculous. Come yeah, on, Martin, come on. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Anyhow, the, uh, <laughs> the uh, other one, Ted Cruz, uh, he is the epitome of insanity. And the definition of insanity is repeating the same process and hoping for a different outcome. So if we look at 50% of the country is Democrat and 50% is Republican, and they keep voting the same way with expectations of a different outcome. Yeah, I know. And it's only getting worse. I know. You know, Martin, honest to goodness, when I was driving in this morning, I was trying to kind of put everything together. On my ride in from Are you home. being honest with me? <laughs> Sorry, be honest. <laughs> I'm almost always honest. Um, I, I, was ju- I, I kind of put things together in my head of where all the stuff I've gathered uh, and everything. Else. And I'm, th- I'm thinking to myself, I hate these people. I, the, the, I mean, the, covering politics and trying to analyze politics, and you see they're doing the same damn thing. The Republican Party once again, you know, hit itself in the balls with a baseball bat. I mean, they're just, they just—they proved it again last night. They're proving it again today. I mean, this is unbelievable. It just—it never ends. It's just say, the swamp. It's just the, the 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 torrent of it is just—you know—just goes on merrily along. You know. It's like an easy flowing river, and God knows nobody can jump in and stop it. It's just I, I'm so fed up with this stuff, and I think here we go again. I mean, really, I'm just I hate I hate talking about. It. I hate look I hate looking at these things that are happening. It's just it's so freaking aggravating, and I don't see an answer. <laughs> Where well, do we do? <laughs> I, I tell you, uh, politicians are like a broken toilet. You got to fix it and then flush it. <laughs> I guess. Anyway, Martin, always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Uh, I've got a little yes, common sir. sense into the program. I, uh, but again, I mean, really, I, I don't. I, it's just it figures. I said. I said, here we go again. 
And Pete tweeted the story last night when they when they made the decision not to not, not to impeach Mayorkas. So I thought, oh my God, how could you possibly not Republicans not vote to impeach Mayorkas? I mean, come on, that's all they've talked about for for years, for three years. They talked about, oh, we got to get rid, we're going to impeach that Mayorkas boy. What kind of border policy we got here? Oh no, we, well we're not going to do it now. You know, you don't want to impeach him now. No. Oh my God. So, and we know him. We, we go to the same parties. But our kids go to the same school. We Jeez. vacation in the Hamptons together. We can't do that to him. I, just, I mean, it's just astounding to me. I, I, and again, well, I'll read you one thing here. This one guy, the, 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 even the headline calls it the Hitchhiker's Guide to Why Representative Blake Moore <laughs> Flipped. <laughs> Trying to make sense of this as you scour through the universe. Uh, the Republicans voted no. Uh, there were four of them, including Blake Moore, who's a member of the Republican leadership. And then he's, his nay vote against impeaching Mayorkas has actually an asterisk because he voted no so the Republican effort to impeach him could live to fight another day. If you vote yay in favor of impeaching Mayorkas, but the GOP miscalculated how many yay votes they had, uh, the current breakdown uh, does not include Steve Scalise, who's not there. So they don't have the total number of people. So they misjudged. I mean, it's just figures. Uh, as soon as the Mayorkas impeachment went fit, 215 to 215, the gig was up for impeaching him. And by a rule, a tie vote loses in the House. So anyway, so it goes on and on. And now they're trying to figure out a way to bring it back again. Well, now it's just being stupid. If they bring it back again after already failing, then it's going to be just totally political, which it is anyway. But now all they're going to say is, oh, here you go again. You tried once and failed, so you're going to do it again, wasting our congressional time instead of passing a border bill, you Republicans? I mean, see what they—it's like we walk into it. It's like, say, I've got a freaking sign on my forehead that says, please hit me in the face. And then, and then kick my ass when I fall down and get up again. My, my God! We, don't, don't, don't put me in with these incompetent <laughs> bastards. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm flabbergasted. Honestly, I've, I've never seen anything like it. And that you'd think they'd learn. How could they not be? No! <laughs> I know. I, I know. They're stupid. Dear Lord. Uh, I mean, it's just, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, oh, and now here we go. Now, I don't know whether this is possibly true or not, but the word is, I got, I got to get my, I got a double whammy here. I got a, a written thing and a phone thing. Well, Anita Broderick has posted out on Twitter or X, the uh, POS dictator Zelensky, and there's a picture of, a, of an ID card picture thing with information on it in a foreign language. The POS dictator Zelensky has put Tucker Carlson on a kill list for interviewing Putin. And Biden's helped him with our, your tax dollars. Some of the reaction to the possibility that Tucker Carlson would put on a kill list for going to, to talk to Putin, who's obviously going to give a different side of the war with Ukraine than, than we're getting from them, uh, one, a reaction. Juanita, you may think this is nuts, but I believed over the last year for sure the Ukraine is in charge of the Biden White House. Remember that flag draped over the White House and this fairy Zelensky strutting into our Congress with Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer bowing to him? That's when he showed up in his sweatshirt, his military sweatshirt. Remember that? They do not want Tucker yes. to reveal the truth of who has really been running America. Another, this is the thanks we get for sending our tax dollars over to Zelensky and the oligarchs. They're a threat to U.S. journalists because they have no respect for our geriatric cadaver puppet, the figurehead for the Obama, Obama mark in monarchy. The Obama, the Obama, let's see. Obama, oh, how do you, but no, wait a minute, it's O-B-A and then monarchy, so it's <laughs> Obama monarchy, the Obama monarchy. 
Not the Obama monarchy. That's right. I couldn't pronounce it. It's the Oba monarchy. <laughs> I like my way better. Anyway, Trump would swiftly condemn this threat and demand and get it retracted. So a foreign country that we're supporting militarily is putting an American citizen on a kill list? Not And again, there's something that's a... There's a theme running through these comments. One another one says, "Not one more penny for this fairy dancing dictating murderer." May all the lies about Ukraine be exposed. Is he is he a well-known gay guy or something? He was a former TV no, comedian. He's married. I- yeah, I don't know whether we're getting Maybe, that I, from, I guess they're just uh, slander. I guess they're just making bad comments. I, I don't know whether I, you, you know I, what. You know what I want to hear? Yeah. I want to hear all those liberal uh, journalists out there who screamed and moaned when Saudi Arabia killed that Khashoggi guy who wasn't even an American. Yeah. He's a journalist. Yeah. He had a checkered past as a spy, but he's a journalist. Oh, how dare they kill him? They cut him Where out. Where are all the liberal journalists <laughs> that will stand up for Tucker Carlson and say, you can't put him on a fatwa from Ukraine. You can't put him on a kill list. Uh, shame on you, Zelensky. I want to hear the same people that yelled about Khashoggi start yelling about Tucker Carlson and targeting journalists. Yeah. Well, let's remember, didn't Barbara Walters and all those other people for years and years have interviewed uh, a foreign nations, dictators and uh, Castro. And, and again, it's not like we're at war with Russia. So it's not like we're, it's not like Jane Fonda going to have fun with Ho Chi Minh or something. He was doing he's, he's going over the. I mean, my God, why are we even defending right. it? Why are we even talking about this? It's ridiculous. The freaking liberals, that girl, Erin uh, Burnett or something like that from CNN, that black haired kind of cute chick was a real snot. She would. I, I thought she was going to wet her pants the other day on CNN, she was complaining about, well, it's showing her country with a finger, the enemy with a dick. I mean, it's just like they can't speak. <laughs> I just Because okay. Tucker Carlson, you know, is not representing the government by a mile, is over doing an interview for his his news podcast. I don't, I just... how, how dare a country that has its own existence because of us and all the billions we've sent over there for Ukraine, how dare their leader put basically what is a fatwa on a u.s yeah. journalist where's our government saying no 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 you can't do that yeah oh well you'd think they would again if donald trump were president and somebody put a hit list kill list on an american whether you liked him or not i guarantee you there'd be a reaction from the white house and if he uh, oh uh, maybe the podium princess is going to have to answer that if they have a, if they have another uh, a, a live interview they do a live do a live update every day or a live uh, uh, briefing every day I think. if you listen she actually does not answer one question yeah, well, she did yesterday when he asked her about the medical. In fact, we're going to hear the you're going to hear the Biden soundbite here in a minute. And when she was asked about it, she, uh, more about Peter. We're not going to talk about that, Peter. We're not going to get into that. And she moves on. She does not answer a question. Yeah. There, there are 28 days in the month of February, Peter, and uh, we're you know we're going to be in part of every one of those days. Let's not Peter. forget leap years. <laughs> anyway, 3:46. More that's coming up. You're going to hear that sound too in a second with the Kimber Pete and Flounder on your Hump Day. Look out! Here we go. By the way, the 3 o'clock hour today is brought to you by our friends at First Liberty Building and Loan. If you need financing to grow your business, visit FirstLibertyGA.com, baby. Look out. Here we go. Hey, Blondie, how you doing? (laughs) Said the truck driver. 
So her name is Debbie Harris, but the Debbie band, Harry. But Debbie the, yeah, but the band is Blondie. Yeah, yeah, yeah but but what didn't that wasn't that the story that some guy a trucker said, "Hey, Blondie," and she said that would be a great name for the the band for the band. Okay. Yeah, why Pete? Isn't that I'm right? Keeping track, you have to, you have told that anecdote three straight days. Well, every time she's playing. Well, I didn't make up the list. If it's on the list, I'm going to talk about it again. Not everybody listens to every minute, you know, and they may not have heard the story of how Blondie got the name for the band by some trucker. Yeah, hey, Blondie. And she's They're thought that deaf, was fun. but they haven't heard it. <laughs> well, thank you. Anyway, well, now I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> meanies. You guys are mean to the Kimmer. Well, I have issues, you know. I'm very, I'm very sensitive, right, to these days. <laughs> I just challenged the President of the United States to a fist fight. <laughs> Have we heard anything back from that? By the way, I, I swear to God, I was, in expecting, his nap. I was expecting to be have a little visit today when I walked into the office. I figured there could be a couple of guys in suits uh, talking to David Dickey. <laughs> Maybe they have. I don't know. Anyway, but I'm serious. I, it'll make it a fair a fair th- a thing. Anyway, we'll talk about it. All right, Blondie Blondie, here we go. Uh, 19, God, why can't I? I got to get my eyes fixed. My, my right eyes are pieces. Uh, 1999, Blondie went to number one in the singles chart in Britain with Maria, giving the group their sixth number one single 20 years after their first one, Heart of Glass. And uh, that was his 1999 number one with Maria. At the age of 54, lead singer Debbie Harry became the oldest female to make number one in Britain. Let's play a little more of Debbie. I like this song. Don't you want to take a Yes, I do. I very much. I want to, oh, sorry. God, remember those days when you actually got to take a girl home? I, <coughs> sorry. Uh, three fifty. Yeah. One. Called tonight. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Thanks a lot. Well, luckily, I'll be getting into my car tomorrow. I, I won't have Christine tonight, but I'll have Christine tomorrow driving me home and calling me baby. But I do have my magic stick, and I'm going to put, I'm going to bring it in tomorrow and see if Flounder can put some more songs in there for me, including two from Toby Keith. And you'll hear more about Toby Keith uh, and a reaction from Taylor Swift coming up here shortly. First, our birthday list, I, I forgot to mention, uh, Chris Rock is 50, oh my God, Chris Rock is 59 years old. Wow. Can you believe that? Wait, that can't be right. See, the other day he was like 21. What do you, I mean, was he on, did he get a start on Saturday Night Live? Where did he actually pop up? Well, you remember the first time? So. Was it that? And man, was yeah. he great. I mean, he was as funny as you can get. I remember Chris, the early Chris Rock, all those stand because he'd make fun of himself and of black people. And I mean, it was great. He just, he was really, really clever and funny. Um, and, and, and he's 59 years old. I can't believe it. I didn't really like him when he was in the, was it the Fargo series or Breaking Bad? Or what was the series he was in? Fargo? Really? You didn't like Fargo I didn't, when he was no, there? No, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't believe him, and I didn't, yeah, it just didn't seem right that he's not, I didn't, whatever. Anyway, uh, I, I like his, uh, I, I like all his stuff. 59 years old, Chris Rock. And on this day in history, uh, well, what was I going to tell you about this day in history? I'm sort of embarrassed. Oh, here we go. Uh, the, uh, 1984. The first human flies in space. Astronaut Bruce McCandless unhooks his tether and flies free with a gas-powered jet pack, propels himself 300 feet away from the shuttle Challenger orbiting the Earth and makes it back safely. Can you imagine the feeling of unhooking yourself from the spaceship in the universe and floating on your own? 
And if you had something bad had happened and that jetpack, you know, stuck on something, you, you, you'd die well, out there floating around forever. Well, <laughs> well first of all, what's it going to stick on in space? But second, second of all, you would think that if you're getting away from something that's going 20,000 miles an hour, if you get <laughs> off of that, that you would stand still and that it would keep flying at 20,000 miles an hour and you just sit there and watch it go. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> like Wile E. Coyote when he steps off the rock. You know, and the <laughs> My God. Oh, mercy. Uh, 354, Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. Here's the number, 404-741-1230. 404-741-1230. Uh, President Stupidface, uh, the white trash leader of America, once again, is this here? Here's how the media is going to protect this guy again. It's 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 another example of the basement staying in the basement campaign theme. President Stupidface was uh, asked in a recent presser about the hostage situation and the uh, ongoing Israeli-Hamas conflict. And uh, rep- <laughs> well, let's just play. Here, here's President uh, White Trash uh, at the podium, and he's trying to explain, and then he gets lost and can't forget, and somebody luckily helps him out. There is some movement, and I don't want to... I don't want I'll maybe choose my words. What? There's some movement. There's been a response from the... Uh, oh, my God. The, the, there's been a response from the opposition. But... Um, Hamas. It, it, yes, I'm sorry. From Hamas. But <laughs> it seems to be... Uh, the reporter said, yeah, Hamas. We're not sure where it is. Yeah, There's fr- a continuing negotiation yeah, right from now. The, uh, uh, from the uh, 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 opposition. And the reporter said, Hamas. Oh yes, God. yes, thank you. Oh, sorry. R- remember the time when he was introducing his cabinet. And he said, uh, and now I get a big, a big kick out of... Uh, Oh, that general over in that big building over there, boy. Really glad to have him on my side. And over here on the side, he'd forgotten the name of the Department of, uh, of Defense Department, Secretary of Defense. He forgot who it was. He, hell, he called, uh, he called uh, <laughs> Bacaria, was it, the Housing and Urban Development, uh, Becerra, and they called him Bacaria. And then he said, uh, no, it's, uh, it's uh, oh, yeah, Becerra. He mispronounced his own guys. Mm. If Trump had just done what he just oh. did, if they would be screaming on every network, they've got to uh, evoke the thing and get him out of there. If anyone else besides this mushmouth idiot had done that, from Reagan, any of them, they would have run them out of office that night. He, you heard him. I, I mean, it's like he's not awake. He doesn't know what to say. Words can't come out of his mouth. And again, you know, the poor bastard's over 80 years old. So, I mean, there, there, are, there are some reasons why some things have. He's failing quickly. I mean, it's getting worse and worse. And, I, you know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not. Hell, I've lost a lot of stuff off my fastball. No question about it. I'm not the same guy I used to be mentally. I'm not. As, well, hell, I, can, I can't get names out of my mouth. I mean, I'm at that stage, but I'm not president either. You know, I'm going to have to tell you, you know, the guy over there with the, you know, he was in the movie. He had the, he had the blonde wife. He was with a guy. You know, I mean, so you understand that. Jeez! Oh my God! Yeah, the uh, the, uh, 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 the the other the opposition. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Holy crap! Anyway, three fifty seven. Oh, and here we go again. Guess who is not going to be doing the routine softball answering the questions during the uh, Super Bowl again this year? 
President White trash. That's right. Two years in a row now. He will not. And again, this historically, the president of the United States says, oh, ladies and gentlemen, hope you have a great game. Who are you voting for, Mr. President? Oh, it'd be unfair for me to pick a side because I'm the president of all the people. So let's just hope they have a great game and nobody gets hurt. And Mr. President, I know it's, uh, you know, it's Sunday and everything, but you're still working on the policies. Oh, yes, we're working hard to have make sure Congress tomorrow is going to be there to get this border thing taken care of. And once again, uh, support our friends who are under attack around the world. And all I can say is uh, God bless America, ladies and gentlemen, and have a ball at the Super Bowl. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you. How, what was that, 40 seconds? Hell, I, I could have faked it. Why hasn't the media gone to his doctor and said, listen to this. What do you think about this? Is it, is, should we be worried about the president when he talks like this? Where are the doctors being interviewed? Uh, you know, it, it is uh, a media buzz host, Howard Kurtz, said the decision for him once again to not even go for answering a softball question because they're going to love him. I mean, is he afraid of uh, somebody like Scott Pelley or Nora O'Donnell asking a tough question? Come on, you're killing me. And even Kurtz says, I don't understand. It's a pretty easy interview. A couple of tough questions. There's nothing to it. Uh, the uh, Cornell law professor, media critic William Jacobson, said this is the return of Biden's basement strategy like he did to win in 2020, starting much earlier now in the election cycle. He said there's no upside to Biden sitting down with the media in an unscripted setting, but there's a large potential downside if he does what you just heard, stumbles either mentally or verbally. He can't trust him. They can't trust the president of the United States to sit down for a one-minute interview on the Super Bowl Sunday. And they're afraid to let him talk in public. Does that not say something about what we need to do? I mean, that's uh, it's uh, shameful. All right, hold on. Four, almost four o'clock. Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Uh, Flounder's funny's coming up, and uh, well, we got a oh, oh, uh, the <laughs> Nikki Haley's latest loss, and Taylor Swift in the news. We got it all. Stand by. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Clay. Wahoo! <laughs> it's cool in the game. Bang, bang, with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Wahoo, baby. 403 on 106. That's right, baby. Come on. 
And Cool in the Gang, 1981, started a two-week run at number one on the American Singles Chart with Celebration, their first number one hit, eighth top 40 hit, and made number seven in Britain. This was uh, Cool in the Gang had a thing going, man. They were you couldn't sit still with these guys. Pretty cool. We're going to celebrate your party with you. Come on, celebrate. Let's all celebrate and have, have a good time. time. Birthday list <laughs> includes Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher, I guess, Ed, for baby. 46 years old today. Is he still married to that little hottie? Yep. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so I guess she's not available. They got I got in a little trouble because when Danny Masterson got sentenced to prison, he's the yeah. guy, the Scientology guy that raped those girls. Right. Oh yeah, and his he, wife divorced him. Yeah, yeah. they uh, they sent a letter to the judge on Danny's Supporting behalf. Him. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And uh, yeah, that was uh, yeah. not a good. And then they went on to social media saying, you know, me too, and women are all right, and all that crap. So. Yeah. Well, that was. How could you possibly? I had well, I don't know. I've been in that position where I was asked once. Well, it's a long story, but a guy who did a bad thing. Uh, 405 here with the. Oh, I'll tell you another thing. I did remember Fresh from the Hood. Uh, now, Flounder, you have no idea who that is. Fresh from the Hood. Mm. Okay, uh, uh, Pete, you remember Fresh from the Hood back in the God was it yeah. mid mid nineties, I guess, when Freaknik had taken over. When yeah. Freak, oh my God, Freaknik used to be. A, I guess it's still. I think they call it Black. Spring break now or something. These be called Freaknik, and every spring, spring break, the black colleges would all come to Atlanta. I mean, all of them. They they would take over the streets. They would, you know, the police would say, okay, we'll cordon off these side streets so they don't go into the neighborhoods because the neighbors, you know, they would just go into anywhere and you know take a leak when they had to. It was there were thousands and thousands and thousands of, of black student, you know, college students celebrating spring break, and they called it Freaknik. And they were, you'd see them hanging out of cars, going up in Peachtree Brewer Street and stuff. And 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 there was a guy. Uh, it was a, a black comic named uh, uh, Fresh from, he called himself Fresh from the Hood. And he was a fan of my show, of our show in the afternoon. And so, and he called in once in a while and he was funny. And I said, hell, you ought to come in and be part of the show. And so we made him a comic. We actually, he became a, a, a guy who called in once in a while and he actually showed up. And one day when, when during the uh, Freaknik parades up and down Peachtree Street at the, uh, not at the bunker, but at the building of death, um, we were, I did my live broadcast that afternoon on the street. And the guy, people were going by and fresh from the hood was one of the guys who kind of was calling the action uh, because he was the black guy related to it was really pretty cool it was, it was funny he was a great young guy he was like 23 years old or something well all of, a, all of a sudden I get a phone call and uh, he's asking me if I would uh, if I would be willing to write a letter of recommendation on his on his behalf <laughs> because oh, uh, he, tra- he tried to rob a bank so <laughs> and they caught him. Well, so, <laughs> not, not like a gun or anything. No, no, he, he wrote a check. Yeah, he wrote. He, he tried to buy. He tried to, you know. <laughs> it sounds better when I say he tried to rob a bank. He didn't really try to rob no. a bank. <laughs> Uh, but Jesse the, uh, the beautiful there. bastard was, uh, you know, he was he's a great guy. I mean, he really was a great guy, and he was a good sport. That was the other thing, is he put up with me and us. I mean, he really was a, a really yeah. terrific kid. Uh, and and, and uh, so I wrote a letter on his behalf to the judge, and I told her about him and, and how I, and actually I was very impressed with him. I said he's a kid, came from out of nowhere. Uh, he's got a great person. That, well, I talked about it. About it. Uh, well, and the other thing was he used to he also used to be a, a male stripper. He would go, he would, when they had, uh, like, parties, when girls would have uh, bachelorette parties, 
they would call him and his buddy. He was been part of a group of guys who would go and do male stripping stuff for uh, bachelorette parties and stuff. <laughs> as far as like a part time thing. Anyway, uh, that fresh from the hood. I, ho- at least, I-, I hope he's still around and doing stuff. I have no idea. I hope he is. Anyway, I hope he's doing well. If anybody knows fresh from the hood, tell them the Kimmer and Pete and we're saying howdy. And Flounder, uh, even though he didn't know him. All right, 408, 407, almost 408. Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, 404 741 1230. Just quickly, Nikki Haley lost. In her Nevada, <laughs> in her Nevada, was it the primary in Nevada? They have a caucus that Donald Trump's going to be in next week. They had the primary yesterday. Nikki Haley was the only candidate in the primary. So you could check one of two boxes, Nikki Haley or none of the above. She lost to none of these candidates. <laughs> she, she couldn't beat nobody. Literally could not beat the blank that was nobody. <laughs> so, <laughs> and she's she writing it off saying, well, we knew it was going to drive. It was no big deal. Well, come on, Nikki, come on. I mean, really, isn't it getting a little silly? Of course, she has to wait till South Carolina, and she's probably going to be humiliated there, too. Maybe they're going to feel sorry for her and, and vote her. I don't know. But, again, it's just being pretty obvious. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, oh. Or do you think she's sticking it out because she actually thinks something's going to happen to Trump to where he won't be able to run? Uh, well, uh, I mean, that's a legitimate, you know, uh, uh, theory. But the problem is, it, it, whether she keeps running or not wouldn't make any difference. So if she quit right now and said, oh, OK, I forget it. I'm supporting Donald Trump. I'm, I'm supporting whoever the nominee is. If she could say, OK, I quit, but I will re- uh, support whoever the GOP nominee yes. is, no matter if Trump or not. She could do that. And that, it really wouldn't make any difference if Trump goes to jail, whether she's still in it or not. They're going to people are only going to have a couple of choices anyway. So, uh, but I, so I, I don't get it. I don't know why she's. I mean, there's she it, she's positioning herself as the alternative if Trump goes down or if Trump wins in four years, you're going to need somebody else. It's yeah. going to be between her and DeSantis unless somebody else comes out of the woodwork. Yeah. So that's what she's doing. She's um, positioning I, her name out there where people know her. Well, I, I think it's backfiring because I think it's annoying. I, I think I mean, in my own opinion. Yeah, now, but in four years, who's going to yeah. remember it in four years? Yeah, the I average know. voter. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, now, update on this story. Remember the family of the kid. Um, let's see. Uh, not last November, Deadspin posted an article cl- uh, f- uh, framing a nine-year-old boy in Kansas City, Chiefs fan, for wearing blackface during an NFL game. The author of the article showed only the side of the kid's face painted black, not the full image of his face wearing the other side with red, red and black paint for the Kansas City Chiefs colors, red and black. Half of his face was black, half of his face was red. They only showed him with a black face. And, well, the reaction was obvious. Uh, More photos of the person they said was wearing. He was a racist nine-year-old boy. They already had their family as a nine-year-old racist. Oh, my God. Uh, the, The piece claimed, quote, the fan hates black people and the Native Americans at the same time. Well, the parents of the child, Raul and Shannon Arenta, have filed a lawsuit against Deadspin and the parent company, G.O. Media, for maliciously and wantonly attacking their son, who is freaking nine. Uh, the estate's accusations caused enormous damage to the family. Uh, they see the, the death. Oh, oh, my God. I had no idea about this. They got death threats. Here are some of the death threats. Again, this is the nine-year-old kid at the Kansas City Chiefs game, took a picture, deadspin, called him a racist. Quote, I'm going to kill, well, I got to use the name. I'm going to kill blank blank with a wood chipper. Insults are calling him a pussy, a blanky blanker, an N-word. 
Uh, he's a pariah. They made the fam- the father's a pariah at work, forced the family to consider moving out of state. Uh, they have branded a nine-year-old child with false accusations that will live forever online. Uh, the family blames a, a race-drenched political agenda for the article's publication. Deadspin knew the boy did not wear blackface, but decided to write an article viciously race-baiting their son to generate clicks. The evidence that Phillips and Deadspin led to willfully is very strong. Again, that's where they're going to get him. That if they knew better, they knew that they were deliberately picking on this kid as a nine-year-old racist, they're going to get It's ball game. I mean, if, they, if it was an accident that someone said, here's a picture, what do you think? And they printed a picture and didn't know any better. You know, that's journalism that made a mistake. I mean, it wasn't willful. It wasn't vicious. It wasn't, you know, on purpose. Uh, you, again, if you're going to libel or slander somebody, uh, the old New York Times rule means you better have, uh, you better have a really good reason uh, or, or, or they'll be able to get a defense for, for, for a free speech. So this, if they if they're deliberately did it, well, I think that's the ballgame. So anyway, they're suing, well, and we'll see. Yes, sir. You would be surprised how many... Sports websites are ultra liberal, and Deadspin's the ultra liberal of all of them. I think there's, I know of one, one sports website that's conservative, that's uh, like a large national brand. Well, what about our guy who keeps, uh, uh, that was in the news all the time? Uh, uh, oh, the most famous guy, Beer Kick or Out uh, Beer, uh, I can't want to say. Outkick. Outkick is owned by Fox now. Yeah, it's it's conservative. Yeah, yeah and, but, but what's the other that's guy? It. That's the only one I know of that's... Well, what's the guy who's always in the news? Uh, he just... Uh, um, oh, God. Uh, dead, uh, not dead, not Outkick. Um, oh, my God. He's, uh, he, he was famous for... He, uh, back during COVID, he gave $50 million to businesses. Uh, Even he, Portnoy, Barstool Port, Sports. Uh, part, Barstool, Barstool Sports. Isn't that, that's fairly conservative, isn't it? Portnoy? That's not. They're not really. They're not no, really political. It's not really conservative. It's whatever they they want it to okay. be that day. Well, again, I don't. I yeah. don't look him up really, so I don't know. But I thought he. I, I just from his reputation, I thought he might be one. Anyway, okay, okay. I'll, I'll stop floundering. Uh, Four thirteen. Okay, is everything's fine. It's Wednesday. Everybody's happy day. Uh, and with a camera, Pete and Flounder. That's Flounder's job. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank God. All right, Four thirteen. Camera, Pete and Flounder. One zero six three. And there's so much more standing by here doing out. <laughs> Yesterday and today, our theater's been jammed with newspapermen and hundreds of photographers from all over the nation, and these veterans agree with me that the city never has witnessed the excitement stirred by these youngsters from Liverpool who call themselves the Beatles. Now, tonight, you're going to twice be entertained by them. Right now, and again in the second half of our show, ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles! <laughs> the Beatles, 60 years ago today, and I guarantee you, you can hear the sound of the music here because of the feed from the broadcast. The girls in that audience never heard a word they were singing. They didn't stop screaming. The whole I mean, if you see the video, I, I watched it live, and if you've ever seen the old kinescope or video, I don't know whether they had videotape back then in 64, probably not. It must have been old kinescope. I've seen the video of those screams. Or maybe it was old film stuff. Anyway, uh, if you, you should Google it. Really pretty cool. The Beatles arrived at, were on the Ed Sullivan Show after arriving at JFK in New York. Imagine how special you had to be to get a ticket to go see the Beatles. All those little girls, their daddies must have been, you know, all the producers or something. That, 
That was a whole show on Mad Men about his daughter wanting him to get tickets yeah, yeah. to the Beatles. That's right. Uh, the uh, girl's screaming over all the songs, All My Loving, Till There Was You, She Loves You, I Saw Her Standing There, and I Want to Hold Your Hand. And um, let's see. Also, let's see another note. Oh, this was also the day, uh, uh, night, this day, 1964, when the Beatles arrived. It was also the day that Baskin Robbins introduced Beetle Nut Ice Cream. Just for the record. Anyway, that was uh, 1964 on this day. We have another anniversary coming up for here in just a second as well. First, a little birthday list with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, 421 on the clock. The birthday list includes Tina Margarino is 39. You may not know that name. In fact, I'm probably sure you don't. Tina Margarino. She was Florence on Scorpion, Mac on Veronica Mars, but you may know her as the fun, uh, funny hairstyle uh, photograph girl with the bracelets and everything, Deb in Napoleon Dynamite. She had the little side oh. ponytail, and she, would you like to look like this in <laughs> the photography studio? She had the little <laughs> wristband, <laughs> keychain she made up from those little plastic things. Anyway, Tina Majorino, 30, and she was cute. I thought she was a little dish. She was just a cutie. Anyway, sorry you shouldn't say that because she was about 16 at the time. Anyway, uh, and... Um, Oh, I, let's, I, let's do another anniversary, Flounder. 1974, Blazing Saddles was released. Mel, and it says, I should, I should look this up during the break. Mel Brooks in four different roles. I, I remember him in two, the uh, governor and the wagon driver. Wagon he was also tri- the Indian. Oh, that he wasn't the wagon. Yeah, he was the Indian. Okay, he was, he was the, Indian. the Indian, the governor. And was he also the wagon driver? No, I, I was only, but that's that's only two. There were four roles. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Uh, Blazing Saddles on this day. Uh, Harvey Corman, uh, Gene Wilder, and uh, Cleavon Little as the uh, Black Sheriff of, of Black Rock, or the Sheriff of Black Rock, uh, Black Sheriff of Black Rock. And also, so here, here's a little uh, uh, something from the movie to remind you. Uh, Fifty years ago today, you've got to remember that these are just simple farmers. These are people of the land. The common clay of the New West. You know, morons. Bought some more beans, Mr. Shag. I'd say you'd had enough. (laughs) By the way, for the record, uh, this is a quote. I just wanted to exercise both, I guess it's exorcise. I just wanted to exorcise both my angels and demons. I said to all the writers, look, fellas, don't worry. This movie will never get released. Never. Warner Brothers will see it and they'll say, "Uh, let's bury it. So let's go nuts. Unquote Mel Brooks. The Blazing Saddles' 50th anniversary. His motto, hope for the best, expect the worst, life is a play, we're unrehearsed. (laughs) And by the way, one more little trivia thing on Mel Brooks. What a great philosophy, by the way. Uh, Mel Brooks, in 1974, Mel Brooks' Blazing Saddles premiered at the Pickwick Drive-In Theater in Burbank, California, and the guests attended not in cars, but on horseback. 
for the uh, opening. It uh, pretty, in Burbank, pretty cool. Anyway, uh, 425 with so a killer So I'm looking flyer. at Google, and it says he was the Indian chief yeah. and the governor. And the governor. And then I can't see anything else. Yeah, I know. It, say, it says four yeah, roles I, here. I don't know any other And it ones. said Harvey yeah, Corman had three. That. I don't remember him as the, uh, the, the dandy who tried to get into, what's her name's uh, face there? Anyway, uh, so anyway, either way, Blazing Saddles, what a great freaking movie. And again, it was not edited, so which it, it couldn't have been. You couldn't make that movie edited. I'll bet if they played, I'll bet if they play it on BGT, you'd never see, uh, hear the N-word. All right, here we go. Governor William J. LePetamane, yeah. the Indian chief, yeah. the aviator applicant. I don't remember an aviator applicant. Was that standing in line for the jobs where they said, I like rape? Twice? Maybe. I'll bet that was yeah, it. I'll bet that, that was it. That may have been it. That's and three. He was a voice of a German dancer and the voice of a grouchy moviegoer. Oh. Mike, think, was so he maybe really the, the hangman, the executioner? Oh, with no, a, we had a mask on. No, that wouldn't have been him. That was Chuck, Chuck somebody, a, a character actor. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we, we got three then. We got three. We just, and uh, I got a text. He may have played the bartender. Oh, no, I don't. Uh, no, where where? I don't uh, remember Ma- I well, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't. I can't. I'm trying to remember. The, I didn't think that was the guy, but I. I would He's hate one of the fourteen Howard Johnsons, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a great movie! You know, I've, I think I, I've it got was. it. On, I've got it on DVR way, 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 way long ago. I, I'll have to go through twenty pages to get to where that is. I'm going to watch that tonight. I think. Uh, or at least uh, the parts of it, just for kicks. Uh, 426. God, I'm floundering. Sorry, folks. I'm just being stupid. Uh, the 4 o'clock hour brought to you by our buddies at Atlanta Safe House, where I've bought two of their gun safes, by the way. Atlanta Safe House. You need a safe. You may not know it, but please don't put your Social Security card in your wallet. Put it in your safe. They have a showroom in Ackworth. They really take care of you. AtlantaSafeHouse.com. Uh, 427. Almost 427. Kim repeat and flounder. Let's see. a couple. Oh, oh. Uh, the Senate tanks the uh, immigration foreign aid spending package now because of the GOP backlash. It's now over. It's dead uh, for for good. Uh, This happened today. Failed to pass a supplemental spending agreement that included aid for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, as well as the ambitious, unquote, border security and immigration package that drew widespread opposition from conservative Republicans. Well, no kidding. The vote was 49-50, but it needed 60 votes to pass. Pretty much party lines. Uh, five Democrat no votes, though, and four Republicans voting yes. Uh, Ed Markey, a, D of, a Democrat mass, Bob Menendez, New Jersey, voted uh, against it. Alex Padilla of California voted against it, the liberal. And Bernie Sanders, a liberal from Vermont, voted against it. Elizabeth Warren voted f- against it. Chuck Schumer said uh, no as a procedural move to allow to be good. Well, see, that's the thing. If you vote a certain number of votes, then it means you can bring it up again. If you if you misjudge and vote the wrong way the first time, it may not be able to be brought. It's all again. This is all crap. It's all politics. I, I, that's what I was thinking of this morning driving into work. I mean, I kept I kept hearing stuff like this, and I said, "My God, what are we doing? It's just the same old crap." So they're going to bring up again the Mayorkas impeachment because they failed the first time. So they're going to bring, why would you bring it up again? You're just going to embarrass yourself, and you're going to be able to say quite rightfully, well, it's all politics, fail once, and you're going to do it again for the political benefit of it. So, and they're going to be right. But that's the reason you do it, because we need to show that it's all politics. All oh, this impeachment is a bunch of crap. And now they're doing the bringing up again, vote again on the immigration bill, which is not an immigration bill. It's a war support bill for foreign countries, which also happens to have some immigration stuff for America. 
It's a, it's a war bill for Ukraine and Israel and the Hamas victims, unquote, and uh, Taiwan. And they're also putting America's uh, border stuff in there, too. But it got shot down, so they're going to bring it up again. Here we go. I mean, it's just, God, I'm so sick of this. Honestly, I, I just, it, it's, uh, it's just embarrassing. It's shameful, embarrassing. I'm, it's humiliating. Especially for the freaking Republicans. All right, 429. Taylor Swift did the news. Here, This is pretty cool. Taylor Swift, she's going to be overseas, but she's going to fly all night. And because of the time change, she will be able to watch her lover, uh, Travis Kelsey, play in the Super Bowl this coming Sunday in Las Vegas. She will be there. And so all the convention people are Vegas are saying, oh, man, we got, we're going nuts. She brings the spotlight with her, and the Super Bowl, it just turns the spotlight up tremendously. They're preparing for the influx of Swifties. If you look through virtually every property in one way, shape, or form, they're trying to tie into the Taylor Swift thing. Taylor Swift t-shirts, her favorite wine, they're serving in menus at restaurants with food that's themed after her. Uh, several numbers she's known for, people uh, tying in those numbers, uh, you know, literally, uh, you know, like number 13 is one of her favorite numbers, stuff like that. Uh, all those types of hooks. You find them all over the city at this point. People are getting more and more creative as the week goes on. Las Vegas visitors can participate in the Taylor Swift-themed bets, including uh, Station Casino's bet whether Travis will have more receptions in the game than the pop star girlfriend's total number of platinum albums, which is 10. Hotels, the Casino Lodge offering the 9789 Big Game Package, uh, a Go Taylor Swift's Boyfriend T-shirt, and 13, her favorite number 13 red roses as part of a package and you get the pop stars reported favorite drinks a caramel non-fat latte from starbucks and a bottle of white wine i mean it's unbelievable the super <laughs> and again she don't pick on her she didn't do anything it's not her fault and they're gonna say oh the damn taylor swift god she's the most beloved woman in the world give her a break and she's in love give her a double break it's not a thing, you know, Taylor Swift. No, it's not a thing. Get over it. My God, 431, give her beat and flounder. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm right here. <laughs> if I can only find my... There we go. The Stooges. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about this group, but I know Founder does because I see a name in this little article here that's going to uh, spark everything. On this day, 1973, the Stooges released their third studio album, Raw Power. The album gained a cult following in the years following its release, and like its predecessor, 1970s Fun House. It's generally considered an influential forerunner of punk rock. The, the uh, Stooges, 1973, Kurt Cobain said on numerous occasions that Raw Power was his favorite album of all time. Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop. Well, Iggy I know Pop, the name so. Iggy Pop. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. We've got our, our birthday. Oh, by the way, Pete, I got, I got another. I got a couple birthdays left, but then I'm going to start getting into sports birthdays and sports history things here. I don't know. I got more sports stuff today. All right, do it. Well, no, I, I'm going to wait till the, I'm going to stall as long as I can because we got holy crap at sports. Oh, by the way, let's, well, you have a, let's do a game. We have a game coming up, and Flounder's Funny's coming up. We're going to do it this half hour, and you're also going to hear President Stupid Face making a freaking idiot of himself. And by the way, have we heard anything about my challenge to a fist fight? 
I want to challenge the President of the United States to a fist fight, a fair fist fight, uh, no holds barred, no weapons, T-shirts and your running shorts, to get, and you have all the Secret Service you want, everything will be fine. They'll just say, ready, go, and no holds barred, uh, just no weapons or anything else, and we'll just fight. I'm challenging the President of the United because he's such a tough guy, and he's been calling me names, and I'm sick of it. You want to call me a punk? You want to call me a sissy? You want to call me I've got no backbone? You call me I'm, you know, the MAGA Republicans have no spine, have no guts, have no courage? Well, I challenge you. Put up or shut up. <clears throat> All right, well, we got our shield of power there from Pete Davis <laughs> holding him, whatever the hell. Isn't, is that the. Uh, you don't know what this that, is? That's the girl. Isn't that the girl with the bad legs? No, that's Captain America. Oh, Captain America. That's right. I was thinking of the girl with the rope. The girl with a golden rope. You're a communist. I, <laughs> I don't watch that. Wonder I, Woman? I, yeah, yeah, Wonder Woman, yeah. I thought that she had a shield. I thought she, that was her shield. No, sir, I don't like it. It looked like this. <laughs> Shut up. Commie. 4.37. Well, what, what? what? 4.37. Uh, well, screw this stuff. I, I'll get your, I got all your sports. I'll come later. Um, let's do, do a game. Uh, let's do a game. Uh, it's uh, 4.37, Kimber, Pete, and Flounder, and it's almost Valentine's Day, and I think there's something uh, possibly related yeah. with our host, uh, uh, Pete. Hey, ho, all right. We're asking people yeah. to give us the Roses Are Red Valentine's Day poems, and we got one All right. Uh, from Jonathan. Now, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you. There's four lines in the Roses Are Red poems, all right? right? Four okay. lines. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you the first three, and then you and Flounder have to tell me what's the fourth line. Aha. Okay, it's like a missing Aha. puzzle piece. All right, sir, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, this this is a Roses Are Red poem that right. you would hear, well, you will hear yeah. at McDonald's. You right? All right, McDonald's. Okay. All right, sir. Roses are red. Bitcoin is a token. I'm sorry, sir, but... What are you smoking? No, no, our, 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 ice cream, our, our milkshake machine is broken. <laughs> the shake machine is broken. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't know that? <laughs> Have you ever had a working <laughs> milkshake machine at McDonald's? <laughs> they don't want to clean it. That, it's too much hard to clean. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like cleaning the damn thing. Oh, it's broken today. <laughs> Only the chocolate one's broken. Oh, crap. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and let's do a flounder's funny at some point. What the heck? We're just in the movie. 439. You got one in your handy flounder we can get? And uh, uh, we're going to with the camera. Yes, we do. A little something here. The last six months, I've given up sugar. I've given up carbs. given up caffeine. I've given up alcohol. In order to save time, I just tell people I've given up. <laughs> I uh, live in Las Vegas now, lived there for 10 years, moved there from back east, got how to get away from the winters. Winter's not all bad, I made a lot of cash when I was a kid, shoveling snow. Mm -hmm. uh, that was nice. Today's parents, they don't even let their kids play in the snow, let alone work in the snow. <laughs> Today's parents don't let the kids out of the house. Today's parents are turning their children into indoor cats. <laughs> oh my gosh, Connor got out. <laughs> Somebody left the back door open. Connor, honey. Check the basement. Connor. It's getting dark. <laughs> Got to go back east for a little bit. That was nice. Got to see some friends and relatives. 
back there for my niece. Uh, my niece's daughter, I guess that would be my grandniece, great niece, whatever. It was her birthday. She turned 12. I didn't know what to get her. I asked my niece, I said, what should I get her? She says, well, she really likes things that make her seem mature. So I got her a hearing aid. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> Believe me, you don't want one if you, if you Real quick, uh, uh, Ghost Hunter Joel just texted me and said, uh, possibly the missing roles are for writer and producer. Oh, oh, well, okay, but that, I, I, I assumed it was an acting role. I guess that's probably what it meant. Yeah, that's probably what it meant. Uh, the number of roles. It said on, on a thing here about Mel Brooks, uh, at Blazing Saddles, 50 years old today when it was released, and that he had had four roles, and I did. I only can remember two of them. Uh, so it might be that. Here's, here's a little trip. Who was going to play the Gene Wilder role before Gene Wilder? Oh, I think I knew this once, and I forgot. Uh, let me try to think. Uh, um... Was it Steve Martin? No. Now I'm trying to. I don't remember. I don't remember who. You won't believe it. In fact, most people will not remember this guy. He was an old actor named Gig Young. Oh, I remember Gig Young. Oh, absolutely. And he, he was, was a, a drunk. Oh, really? Yeah, and he couldn't. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Gig Young was a uh, was one of those like uh, father knows best guys. He was kind of a kind of a dandy. He was real. He was suave and debonair, and he was a good looking. He would be a, like a romantic dance partner kind of a thing like that. Uh, he like was a Randolph a, Scott. Yeah, type. yeah. He was yeah. a he was a huge star. Yeah, big, big, big. Gig Young. I'll be damned. Who, who, who's the guy that did Lost Weekend? The the actor that won an Oscar doing Lost. Oh. Oh God! Oh, oh! Ah. He was he was gig young Ray was kind of like that. Was it Ray Milan? Yeah, yeah, Ray, Ray Milan. Ray Milan. Yeah. yeah, he was like yeah. him. Yeah, but he but he couldn't uh, hold his liquor yeah. anymore and uh, couldn't do the role. Yeah, and, and and the early guy of the guy who did My Three Sons uh, was like that too. He played it with the he played. He in wasn't the, a drunk. No, 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 no. The actor in terms of his style of acting, uh, Fred McMurray. Oh, double double and double indemnity with Barbara Stanwyck. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, there we go. Uh, Four forty-two with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, and uh, let's see. Uh, so uh, well, we had a game, and uh, Flounder's funny in one whole segment. This is wow. This is kind of a special segment here. Uh, Four forty-three. Four forty-two. Four forty-two. All right. Oh, by, by the way, speaking of, of, of illegal invaders, it's been a million of them now since the uh, since last October, when they had the uh, fiscal year begin. One million illegal invaders have come across our border. A million since October. They just failed in the border package, spending package of foreign aid today after they had to take out the border parts of it. And Chuck, oh, oh by the way, let's play the Chuck Schumer bite again here, uh, Flounder, if you don't mind. Chuck Schumer, the suspected child molester, actually has the balls uh, to complain about not supporting his fake immigration plan. And wait till you hear what he thinks is not an issue of the people crossing the border into America. Everything that we had in the original supplemental negotiations, but without border, although we do have the fentanyl issue, and that's not a border issue, but that is very, very important. The fentanyl issue is not a border issue. How is it possible that he would say those words coming out of his face? What, what, is he, what kind of issue do you think it is? What, it just showed up what, one day? It, <laughs> it comes out of baby's butts? God. It parachuted in. That's what it was. It parachuted in from little tiny drones. I mean, it's astounding. 
What do you mean it's not a border? Again, no one even knew the word fentanyl. No, you've yeah. never heard or seen or written or talked about or had anyone explain to you or said the word out of your you mouth know, fentanyl until just fairly you, recently because of the Democrats. You know why he's doing it? Because if he admits it's a border issue, then he has to do something about the border. Right. I mean, close it. Yeah. Not just count the people and get their names as they come yeah. in. Literally close it if it's that big yeah. a danger. That's why he's looking you in the eye, the American people, and lying, saying, well, it's not a border issue. That is treason. That's absolute treason. Our founding fathers would have that bitch up against a wall. Remember, Mayorkas himself said he wishes that President Stupidface had not used the word crisis to describe what's going on at the border. They still don't want to call it a crisis, but now they have to, and the way they're going to get away with it is just like Schumer did, the suspected child molester, is they're going to blame Republicans for not allowing the border plan to close the border, even though it would never intended to close the border. But now they have a, a, something to run on. Once again, the uh, Republicans failed to, uh, well, they got embarrassed because they knew they should not have tried to impeach Mayorkas, so the Republicans failed on that, embarrassingly, speaking of the border. And, of course, and now they're going to say Republicans have turned down the border uh, bill, and so it's Re Republicans' fault that we don't have a good border policy. I mean, we did it again. Republicans, have, we, we keep shooting our, our leaders, keep shooting themselves in the face, stepping on a rake and going right in their nuts. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Here we go again. Oh my God! Republican. Oh, why can't you expect different from them? I know. From, since I was a child, <laughs> I've watched them self-destruct. Yeah. Since uh, Nixon. Yeah, I remember Nelson Rockefeller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spiro Agnew and Barry Goldwater. <laughs> really? They do it to themselves. Counting down four, three. <laughs> uh, for it's quarter of five already with a Kimber Feed flounder. Holy smoke! Sports coming up with Pete in a minute. Even I recognize it. You need to cool it. Baby, I'm not fooling. No. Cool it? Yeah, the lead man. What do you got for me now? I'm gonna give you my love. Oh, you're gonna give me what now? I'm gonna give you my love. Well, how much you gonna give me? Gonna give you the whole lot. Well, that's a different story. Uh, 1970, Led Zeppelin scored their first British number one album with Led Zeppelin II. It featured the U.S. number four single, Whole Lot of Love. Went on to stay in the British chart for 138 weeks. It was also number one in America. And the IRAA in the U.S. has now certified that record as having sold over 12 million copies in America alone by Led Zeppelin. Uh, 451, her birthday list includes Garth Brooks, 62 years old today. Still married to that girl? I think uh, uh, this uh, Trisha? Trisha Yearwood. I think they're still married, happily married. I think. Mm -hmm. God bless him. 62 years old today, Garth Brooks. And she probably said yes uh, when he asked her. I'm just checking. Uh, also, on this day in history, uh, 1945, the secret meeting at the Black Sea as allied leaders, Winston Churchill, Franklin Roosevelt, and Joseph Stalin met to plan the final campaigns to end World War II and assure the future of Europe. 1945. Was that Yalta? 
That was in uh, yep. uh, yeah, in Black Sea area, right? Yalta. Uh, 452, Kimmer Pete and Flounder. And uh, breaking news just in, there's a drone strike in Baghdad that apparently killed the slime bag who was responsible for the drone strike that killed three Georgia soldiers. Today, the U.S. carried out a drone strike in Baghdad, killed three members of the powerful Kaleb Hezbollah militia, including the high-ranking commander who apparently was responsible for the drone strike that killed the three Georgia soldiers. It was on a main thoroughfare in Baghdad's Mashratul neighborhood, considered a high-value individual target, believed to be Wissam Mohammed Abu Bakir al-Sa'id. <coughs> The commander of the Khalib Hezbollah's operations in Syria. Uh, no indication of collabor- uh, collateral damage or civilian casualties. Well, that's too bad. Uh, it says the U.S. will take uh, action to protect our people. We will not hesitate to hold responsible those who threaten our forces' safety. Well, good. We killed three of the bad guys. That's a start. Well. It should be 300,000, but that's, you know. Uh, please. Yeah. Let's, let's take this with a grain of salt. Remember there at the Afghanistan airport when they claimed they had that terrorist and it turned out to yeah. be a family. Yeah, that's right. I don't believe anything until we uh, nope. get more information. And I also don't believe these sources. Uh, the liberals, I just don't. I just don't. But, it, but if it's true, good. They got the, they got the guy who planned it. That's a start. It's a long way from uh, making a lot of them, most of us happy here. Um, also, a co- oh, by the way, uh, that's one of the breaking news things. Uh, the Senate uh, package to on the border thing got shot down because of GOP opposition. Also, popping up in the news on, on our Fox News app here, almost uh, at least once a week for the last couple of months, it seems, there's been a story of somebody rehashing how Brad Pitt used to be a real jerk. I mean, Brad, Brad Pitt accused... I know, that's what I'm saying. Brad Pitt accused of volatile behavior and dust-ups on the set of Legends of the Fall. This is like the ninth story on Brad Pitt popping up as a headline on news sources. <laughs> you know who's doing this? No. Because she, she, she just lost the lawsuit. He got the oh, French vineyard. Oh, he got the French vineyard. And, oh. and the chateau. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, yeah, the other side's putting out bad Angelina, PR. well... And again, he was a real jerk. I mean, he, he screamed at his kids. Yeah. He roughed them up on an airplane. He threatened her and punched her around. I mean, he was when he was a drinker. Drinking. He was a yeah. He was a drinker, and he has since quit. And I guess he's like a regular guy. I don't know. But apparently, when he was drinking, he was a monster. And they've all, but again, I, I can't believe it's one story after another, and it's on Twitter. I mean, it's all it's a Fox News headline. Anyway, uh, four, can, 30 years I, ago, I that I, movie. I, that's what I'm saying. I can't believe it. I mean, what the hell? What, what's this all about? Why are they picking on Brad Pitt? And, and like, maybe maybe it's well, her. We know why. I guess so. Uh, 455. Well, let's do the uh, president's stupid face again here, Flounder, if you don't mind. This is unbelievable. Again, once again, remember when he was hiding in the basement, uh, more than once, uh, if he was stumbling over something, the, the media would try to help him out, uh, President White Trash. Well, it happened again. He was talking about the hostage situation and the ongoing conflict and the treaty and trying to make a deal and so forth. And, okay, again, let's let's compare this president of the United States to any other president of the United States you have ever heard at a podium. Okay, let's put it. Let, let's let every time you've ever heard a president at a news conference. Think about those in your mind from LBJ, how old you are, or, uh, or Obama and Clinton and the Bushes. I mean, any president in your lifetime has been in a podium speaking to the press. And now here's ours. There is some movement and I don't want to I don't want to. 
let me be, choose my words. There's some movement. There's been a response from the. Uh, oh, what's there? The, the, there's been a response. What's his? Uh, from oh, the yeah. opposition. Oh. But. Um, Hamas. Yes, I'm sorry. From Hamas. Yeah. But it seems to be oh my God. Uh, a little over the top. He, he couldn't think of sure Hamas. There's, there's continuing negotiation. He right couldn't now. think of the enemy in the war. He didn't know where he was. Uh, again, I mean, just, just, just the very mannerisms. You can't tell me that this is okay with anybody. No other president could get away with this in my lifetime. No other president could have gotten away with that, this. That's why I couched it by saying, think of any other time in your life, any time, in the worst of times, the best of times, uh, joking around, I mean, in a comedy, any time at all ever in your life you've ever seen our president at a podium answering questions or talking to the American people or something, in your lifetime, have you ever heard or seen anything like this? I, 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 how do you explain it? Well, we couldn't we couldn't explain it because that's who he is. That's that's your guy. Good Lord! I mean, it's just it's and of course he's not going to make an appearance at the Super Bowl, Super Bowl again this year, just like last year. And he was afraid to. His his people are so afraid of President Stupid Face being out in public, even at the Super Bowl, when Scott Pelley and Nora O'Donnell are going to say, hey, welcome, Mr. President. Who do you think's going to win? And he should say, oh, I can't really pick a side because I'm the president for all the people. I just hope it's a great game. And say, well, Mr. President, I know you're busy. We'll let you go. But uh, really, on your, you're trying to get that whole thing with the, the Israelis and the, oh, yeah, we're working hard, you know, maybe a weekend, but we're at the White House. We're working hard for the people to try to bring peace to the world, uh, just like we're hoping for a Great game here in uh, Sunday. Thank you, Mr. President. Good luck to you, sir. Appreciate it. Say hi to Dr. Jill. Okay, thank you, guys. And uh, have fun at the ball game. Well, it's Super Bowl. Yay! Th th that's what it could have done. A minute and a half. And he won't do it. They're afraid to let him sit down because of what's going to happen. All the media critics are saying the same. I don't understand. How is that possible? He wouldn't even sit down for the Super Bowl. And here's the reason. There is no upside to Biden sitting down on the media in an unscripted setting. And they'll never do him any good. But there's a large downside if he stumbles either mentally or verbally or did what you just heard him do. And the entire world watching the Super Bowl will see the king, the emperor, has no clothes. He's an empty shirt. The emperor has no clothes. He's naked. Uh, you've never seen anything like this in your life. There's a, there, he, their staff is afraid he can't connect the dots and find the word he's looking for. It's a problem. He can't follow questions. He, I, I mean, it's, 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 it's like he's running from a fight. <sighs> Unbelievable. Honestly, I mean, it's, 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 it's not only shameful it's, and, and embarrassing, it's, um, I mean, it's, it's humiliating. It's disgraceful. This is our country. He's representing America. <laughs> My God. All right, coming up on 5 o'clock, we'll have a little fun here. Pete Davis, uh, Holy Crap of Sports coming up, too, and the woke kindergarten teacher and black graduation. Oh, we got it all standing by. with a Kimber Pete and Flounder. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. 
And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. It's only the camera with Pete Davis and Falounder at the controls here on 1063. Happy Hump Day. How you doing? Here's a phone number 404 741 1230. 741 1230. Good to have you aboard. Updating equipment, just a couple of things in the news here in case you just tuned in. The drone strike in Baghdad kills a high ranking commander they believe involved in the attack that killed the three Georgia soldiers we've been talking about for several days now. It was in a Baghdad neighborhood. They said nobody else apparently. Well, three of them killed, which is not uh, barely a start. But they get, apparently they think they got the guy responsible for the drone strike that killed our uh, Georgia Georgia soldiers, which is a good start. Also, they have uh, shot down the Senate bill. They were going to try to get around after the immigration bill and the border bill all in one piece failed. And so they're going to, the Senate tried to pass a bill on its own, and that didn't work, so back we go again. So and they're going to try again. It's just all a bunch of nonsense. In fact, uh, uh, Flounder, if you would, let's play the Ted Cruz. By, you got that Ted Cruz sound in there. You heard uh, a suspected child molester, Chuck Schumer, who actually said that the fentanyl, the border issue, we have a lot to talk about, uh, including fentanyl, but he said fentanyl is not really a border issue. How the hell could fentanyl not be considered a border issue when that's where it all came from? It all, I mean, that's where it all, it, it all didn't start being flown in from Paris. You know, I mean, it's because of the open borders. It came from China through and, the borders. Yeah, and he won't say China because he's probably a tool of China. Well, I think there's no question about that. Uh, okay, now, uh, 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 Senator Ted Cruz. And there's a lot of folks who are saying this is really the wrong thing to do because splitting up, here we go again. But he was asked about the Senate leadership with all this stuff going on, they, you know, between the Mallorca impeachment, which won't hit them yet because the House failed on it. But between that and the border bill and Ukraine and uh, Israel and stuff like that, here's how Ted Cruz thinks about uh, what should happen now. Is it time for Mitch McConnell to go? I think it is. Look, everyone here also supported a leadership challenge to Mitch McConnell in November. Uh, I think a Republican leader should actually lead this conference and should advance the priorities of Republicans. I can tell you what I said when we had that leadership election in November of 2022. It was right after a very disappointing election. 2022, the wind was at our back. It should have been a phenomenal Republican election year. 
Republicans should have won the Senate. We should have won a big majority in the House. Instead, we lost a seat in the Senate, and we barely got a majority in the House. And, and I stood up and said, look, in any ordinary organization, when you f are faced with failure, if you're running a business and you lose $50 million, you don't just say, hey, everything's great, let's keep doing it. No, you sit down and say, what are we doing wrong? <laughs> well, uh, for one thing, uh, his opponent, uh, McConnell, says, well, I guess it's clear we can all agree that Senator Cruz is not a fan. Anyway, so here we go again. I just said uh, they'll come back again. They're not done yet. It's just the swamp. I'm so sick of this, honestly. And it's, it's like, here we go again. And here we go again with the Republicans. Republicans actually did not vote to impeach Mayorkas. The, the, and, of course, it wouldn't have made any difference because of Georgia's two liberal senators. It wouldn't have gone anywhere in the Senate anyway. But it would have been important to make the point that this is how we feel about it. And the Republicans in Congress couldn't even get together for that, which is freaking astounding. And, by the way, here's a little, a, a little side piece you might find interesting. A 26-year-old Palestinian invader is facing hate crime charges in New York once now, again, after he uh, came in illegally. He, he came into America, a Palestinian, 26-year-old, able-bodied, single Palestinian, claimed to be seeking asylum as a foreign invader. And so he was uh, in Nassau County. Let's see. Uh, he is a, a Bakrib Labeb, 26 years old, from North Africa. A Palestinian came to New York and uses a shelter as his address. He came in through the Mexican border uh, and uh, through uh, Arizona and Mexican border over the summer, claimed to be seeking asylum. And he was looking for work. And then the other day he was walking through a residential neighborhood when he saw a flag and a banner out in front of someone's house. He took issue with a sign of the banner that said, I stand with Israel and the Israeli-American flag. So he stole it. The homeowner caught up with him, uh, ran him down the block, tried to regain his property, and then there was a fight. When he approached and confronted the subject, he was met with an overhead right cross to the head. He continued swinging wildly and struggling with the victim all at one point, threw the victim to the ground. He headbutted the victim at least once, left him bruises, swelling, and substantial pain to his head. Uh, the homeowner got broke free, called 911. The scumbag Palestinian fled before he made threatening and biased statements and told the victim, I'm a Palestinian and you Jews are killing Palestinians. When he got arrested, he, he ranted against Jews again and threatened more violence against anybody you ever saw with an Israeli flag. And he's seeking asylum in America. Should have <laughs> shot you, him right there. Yeah, here you should've, go. Should've take him like, out back. Yeah, the scumbag shot with him. the two middle fingers to America after we let him come into our country. This is, your this is your Democratic Party right here. Why aren't the Republicans Republicans using this is, should be your but Republican campaign thing is pictures of these guys. Here's what you got. Here's yeah. what you wanted. Over you and over Democrats and over wanted sanctuary cities and you got it. And here's the result. How plain on the face can this be? I mean, seriously. Hey, the the best line I've heard. If you bring in third world problems, you're going to have third world problems. Well, we've got them. Here we are. Uh, and by the way, this is uh, here's a little something about our culture. I'll, I'll just do this very quickly. There's a San Francisco Bay Area elementary school which was trained by an organization called Woke Kindergarten. The head of the group is uh, Ikea Gross. She goes by they, them. Uh, she's an abolitionist early educator. She believes, quote, I believe the United States has no right to exist. She's in head of the kindergarten. 
and the organization training kindergartens, woke kindergarten. I believe every settler colony who has committed genocide against native peoples, against indigenous people, has no right to exist. Y'all are demons, Americans. Y'all are villains. Y'all been trying to get rid and y'all get free of y'all. Uh, her website, Woke Kindergarten, supports children, families, educators, organizations in their commitment to abolitionist early education, pro-black and queer and trans liberation. When I think about a world free of state violence, I think a world free of the U.S. empire. I think about a world free of Israel. <laughs> the world would ultimately be better uh, as a classroom. Get rid of all the schools and just have everybody all be part of everybody, like a big giant community. Oh, my God. One thing after another with a woke kindergarten now in San Francisco. And by the way, it costs $250 million for the uh, a school district to have these kinds of programs that they're paying for. And by the way, at University of Texas, there's a black, at Austin, there's a black woman who says uh, she's all upset because they've stopped doing the black graduation just for black graduates. It's not sponsored by the university anymore. Uh, minority students graduating from college, she said, is a big accomplishment in the grand scheme of things, given the history of the United States. So this girl, Erin uh, McCormick, uh, said, everybody's pretty freaking irritated. We can't have our own special black graduation. It's a celebration of the history and of everything the black community in Austin, especially this group, has gone through. Uh, and however, she's uh, previously said that this, one of the reasons she attended the school was for the black graduation, and now it won't be official at all. The closure of the DEI offices is a part of the diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's been shut down. It's like part of the American dream is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, loser. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, by the way, and just for you, baby, as part of this is Black History Month, and just for you, Aaron, here's a little something now to celebrate uh, black history Remembering Willie Chocolate Tickler Lambert, the first man to slap the taste out of somebody's mouth. That's an incredible achievement here on Black History Month. Uh, 412 with a Kimmer Pete and Flounder. Uh, by the way, we ha I still don't understand this at all. The missing Marine helicopter, five Marines on board a helicopter flying from Nevada to California near San Diego, went down in that horrible storm of weather that's going on in California. And the word, I just checked my Googling again, the latest word is, they found the helicopter, but they have not found the five Marines. And it may be that they haven't gotten word back yet because they're in the middle of a storm and a flood and whatever's going on, burn the tree down. And again, I don't know whether the chopper crashed or landed somewhere. And so I don't know. I, I can't uh, speculate on what happened to the Marines, why they weren't with the chopper. If they found the chopper, where are the Marines? They may have been on foot trying to get, you know, to be rescued or whatever so that may be the reason or they might have i don't know i, I don't i can't speculate i don't know but we'll uh, try to find out all right four uh, five god five thirteen now pete i've got a whole bunch of birthdays and sports history here this is going to be great for the holy crap of sports coming up next more flounders funnies uh and uh some more goofing around too with the kipper pete and flounder five thirteen on 1063 happy hump day right here we got you all covered Uh, yeah, look out, uh, 512 with the camera. By the way, Pete, your uh, project for this week is to come up with a list of prop bets for us to do for the Super Bowl. Uh, I've got a bunch of sports birthdays and history stuff coming up. But first, let's get to the bottom line. It's Holy Crap It Sports with Pete Davis. I'll get top men on that right now. <laughs> staff, on that. staff, 
That's it. right. <laughs> Not a surprise here, but former Alabama head coach Nick Saban is joining ESPN as a college football analyst on college game day, hmm. as well as on the NFL draft and SEC media days. So it's time to unveil that sparkling wit he's yeah. been hiding for all that these decades. Smarmy little whiny little voice of his. <laughs> oh, come on. He's not that bad. Yeah, you know, I don't he's like the greatest it. of all time. I know. It's it. fine. That's fine. Yeah. We are just a week and a day away from what? A week and a day. So a week from uh, Valentine's Day. No. Oh. Braves pitchers and catchers first oh, workout even, down in Florida. Even better. <laughs> even better. Cool. That's right. Mark your calendar thusly. And last week, I told you how far from Major League ballparks are from a Chili's restaurant. Now, how far are they from a Waffle House? Which MLB team's ballpark is closest to a Waffle House? I'll bet there's one right in a ballpark, like in Baltimore or something. Um, let's see. Well, I've got to be in the south, obviously. Uh, how about, uh, uh, well, let's see. Maybe Miami? Flounder, do you have a guess? We're talking baseball parts, right? What's the question real quick? Sorry, yeah. I was in the back. Uh, what ballpark is closest to a Waffle House? Major League Baseball Park, which has the closest Waffle House? Uh, I said the battery. Miami. The battery? Do we have a Waffle House? You could house? literally throw a waffle and hit the ballpark across the street from you. That one, yeah. I've never seen the, the battery. Waffle House. Yeah, right, when park. You, right when you turn out of the battery and go on to Cobb Parkway, it's right there. It's yeah. directly across the other side. Oh, I don't go that way. You walk why. to it. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll go when we won the world, be an idiot to, Yeah, when we won the World Series and they had the big parade here, it, it was packed yeah. over there. Okay, that's right. I didn't, I oh, didn't yeah. think of it. Yeah. I don't go that route home, so I don't see it. I never see it. 0.48 miles to a Waffle House. Next up is Cincinnati at 0.9. The Rangers are third. But which city's ballpark is the farthest from a Waffle House? Uh, probably Milwaukee. Milwaukee? Yeah. I'd say Boston. Okay. Boston, it's the exact same one that was far from Chili's. Remember, you had to go 200 miles to get oh, a Chili's from Seattle? Oh, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, I'll be damned. Yeah, if you're a Mariners game and you leave the game hungry for scattered, smothered, and covered, yeah. you have to travel 983 <laughs> miles. Holy cow. To the nearest There's not waffle a house. Waffle House within 900 miles of Seattle? No. no. Holy no. In fact, smokes. When my dad and I were driving back from San Diego when I was in exile for three years, when we got to Dallas, that was the first Waffle House I saw, and I said, pull over. Holy mackerel. And we, we went in there after three years out there. By the way, Mets and Yankees fans have to go 75 miles for waffle goodness at a wow. Waffle House. Cool. By the yeah. way, I wanted to mention something, if you don't mind. Uh, speaking of the Braves and going to spring training pitchers and catchers, I was just reading a big article with uh, is a Charlie Culbertson, who uh, is now becoming a pitcher. And he could, was it, wasn't it, that's what I'm thinking of, right? Isn't it Charlie? And he, he's going he's gonna to make the team as a pitcher, and he's like 39 years old, and he can throw at 94, and he's got a slider that goes like crazy and a changeup, and they're thinking he's going to make the ballpark as a, a, a relief pitcher. You don't think so? Cameron, we, we went over this over a month ago. He was in the paper today. It was a big, huge article. He's I, going I there. But, but we did the story well over a month ago. All right, but, so but I know I'm, the paper's always behind everybody else, but right. we, did, but we was, had that story a long yeah. time ago. I, I know, I, I'm sure that that was known a long time ago, but I thought, being today that you announced that you're going here with that deadline, I thought it was kind of cool that, he's, that they have a big article about him and how he can probably pull it off. They think he's going to well, do it. I wish him luck. It's going to be a long shot. He does, he's, there, he's no luck to make the team. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. 
Uh, second baseman Jose Altuve will likely end his career with the Astros after signing a five-year uh, extension worth $125 million. Wow. The mashing munchkin and electronic signal enthusiast yes. will be 39 when it ends. Yeah, don't take still, off my I shirt. Don't take it. off my shirt. <laughs> yeah. he, he had something on. Uh, Kimmer, are you infected? I'm infected a little bit, yes, with the uh, the love of hideousness or something. Yes, I know Flounder was a few days ago, but did you catch anything the past few days? Because according to the Falcons, yeah. there is an infectious energy surrounding oh. the news conference of new head coach Raheem Morris on Monday. Yeah, I did feel so. I was wondering if it had spread over the city like a pox or something. Well, this I, infectious I, my, energy. I saw that picture, and honestly, my nipples got hard as a rock. I, uh, maybe that was it. I know. Well, which picture? There's been a hundred well, uh, photos of, of him pictures, on the internet. Yes, yes, they have. Yeah, yes. there's a lot of posing going on. Better win. That's all I'm saying. Better win. Yeah. Falcons defensive end Calais Campbell named the NFLPA's Allen Page Community Service Award today. Well, so congratulations to Mr. Well Campbell. Well done, sir. Excellent. If Charles Barkley's one thing, it's steadfast. He's been married to the same woman since 1989. I did not know that till last hmm. night when I looked it up. Well, he cannot years. stop betting against Patrick Mahomes either. <laughs> Sir Charles says he lost betting against the Chiefs when they played the Bills. He lost when he bet against the Chiefs when they beat the Ravens. But let me tell you something, Barkley says. Yeah. I am undaunted. I am going with the 49 <laughs> Good. Good. Lose your shirt. Yeah, I think. As, the, I think. Do you think Kansas City's going to beat him? Would you pick Kansas City? Yes. Uh, me too. I yeah. do. Yeah, me too. But but you know what? I don't feel as sure about that as I did two three weeks ago. Yeah. Well, with Brock Purdy playing the way he's doing. Yeah. He's you know good for uh, if he if they win, uh, I'll really salute him. I think it'll be one of the greatest examples of uh, yeah, a nobody. Yeah. Was he the last pick in the draft? Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. And he's going to be a Super Bowl champion if if they win. I mean, that's unbelievable. Maybe. Has there ever been a story like that? Last pick to be the so. number one in the world kind of deal? Well, a, a low draft pick, uh, John Unitas was. I don't think well, Bart Starr Tom was Bra a uh, Tom Brady was a, a Brady was a low, but not to be the, the last one is pretty special. Anyway, yeah, sorry. That is special. Yeah. And as for all this talk about Andy Reid retiring after a win, the 66-year-old says he has no plans to do so. And friends say he's about two things, football and cheeseburgers. Yeah, and he's only 66. That, that's uh, yesterday's 35. I, I mean, really. Okay, I like that. Yeah. I like hearing that. Your Atlanta Hawks are in Boston tonight. For dinner, may I suggest oh. Moo in oh. Beacon Hill? Oh. That's right. The restaurant's name is Moo oh. with three O's. Sophisticated modern steakhouse featuring high-end cuts, a full bar, and extensive wine list. Ah, Moo. Yes, yes. I'm telling you right now, and this will come as no surprise to you. Yeah. If I ever eat at Moo, yeah. and there's anything on the table with the word Moo on it, <laughs> I'm taking it. <laughs> and by the way, my favorite, if I'm getting a big roast, a beautiful roast beef thing, or whatever they call it, I get the end cut. Uh, otherwise, I don't get it. Uh, uh, the end cut is the best uh, part of that beef. Oh, mm, mm, mm. All right. Oklahoma basketball paid tribute to country music star Toby Keith last night before its game against BYU. A native of Moore, Oklahoma, Keith was a regular at OU sporting events, often set courtside for Oklahoma basketball games. In place of his usual seat, they placed a guitar, an OU hat, and a red solo cup. Oh, boy. You know, in fact, my daughter Jennifer, I sent her something last night, and in return, she sent me a picture of a red solo cup. I've got that's I've, I've got three or four things on my Facebook page and my personal page. Uh, there have been several people who have sent me pictures of a red solo cup. 
which I think is kind of cool. Yep. Toby Keith. In case you missed it on Monday, the National Labor Relations Board ruled that Dartmouth men's basketball players are employees and can move forward with an election to unionize. Oh, my God. Oh, oh God. So, are the Ivy Leaguers going to go on strike if they make them ride a bus to a game instead of fly? You can see it coming. They're going to unionize. I'm telling you. It's, it's oh, the way it goes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Tiger Woods says he's going to play in next week's Genesis Invitation on L.A. Says he looks forward to what the tournament offers. Beautiful weather, great competition, and a fine complimentary luxury car to park at 95 miles an hour in a local ravine. <laughs> Just like last time. <laughs> he got in a fight with somebody and sped off and crashed himself up, and he's never been the same. He'll never be the same. <laughs> I think I'll leave this right here in the ravine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on this day, 1995, Cecil Upshaw passed away at the age of 52, a heart attack. Upshaw saved 27 games and 69 for the Braves as they won the NL West crown. He was a submarining reliever and it was so I much fun to watch. I remember them. I had not Cecil. thought of, oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. That was his so uh, career cut short. He's playing pickup basketball and his ring, his wedding ring, got caught on the uh, uh, rim. Know. And almost tore his finger off, and he was never the same after that. It was kind of shame. Oh, my. And on this day, 1994, Michael Jordan signed that minor league deal with the White Sox. Oh, that's right, too. <laughs> he thought he could yeah. pull it off. In fact, uh, no, I don't know. Uh, that's sports. As far as, and Chubb, in fact, one of my uh, fun stories, I think I may just know this five or six years ago, when my daughter Jennifer, when I was retired down in Florida in Palm Beach Gardens at PGA National, and there's a very famous restaurant that had an outdoor patio. They all did in Florida, and outdoor patios. And my daughter Jennifer was visiting. I took her to this famous place. Uh, and we're sitting there, and we drive into the parking lot, and there's this beautiful uh, Bentley convertible right there in the front, a special place. And we said, oh, there's a lot of play, really cool money here in this place. And we were sitting down, and the table about uh, eight feet away from me was uh, two guys and two girls, and the two girls were uh, looked like Polynesian or Filipina maybe or a little Greek or something. They're just gorgeous. They looked like Miss, Amer Miss Universe contestants. They were just, they looked like exotic, beautiful women. I mean, it was three, I'm sorry, it was three girls and three guys, uh, a, a black guy and two white guys. And the black guy uh, pulls out a giant cigar and starts smoking a cigar at the patio of this, of this fancy outdoor restaurant, cafe restaurant place. And so, I, you know, I'm looking, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm getting a little ticked off. His back was to me. I didn't, his back was to me. And so I, and I was getting a little ticked off, and Jennifer starts going, oh, no, 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 no. I said, I, I'm going to go over there and make him put the damn thing out. She says, oh, please, Daddy, please, no, no, please, Daddy, please. Because <laughs> she knew I was going to start something. And so I, I said, I'm, it's not fish. She said, no, please, Daddy, please, Daddy. So I said, oh, okay, forget it. It was Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, and he was the one with the Bentley. Was, anyway, so that's my, my, that my famous um, uh, almost getting a fight with Michael Jordan story, which was a pretty cool. Uh, 529. Rush with greatness. A couple, yes. A couple of quick birthdays. Steve Nash. Pete is 50, Hall of Famer, NBA coach, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, also birthdays. Uh, I thought I had another birthday here. I know I do. Um well, damn it. Oh, Isaiah Thomas is 35 years old today. Also, on this day in 1988, Mike Tyson got into the holy matrimony rap with the succubus who became uh, Robin Givens, his downfall. They divorced on Valentine's Day the next year. <laughs> it lasted a year and in, in a week. Uh, and, oh, there's a sounder, so I got to go. Uh, Joe DiMaggio signed with the time. Yankees. Uh, Joe DiMaggio, and not this day, 1949, signed with the Yankees for $100,000.
day of 1949, it was the first six-figure contract in the major leagues. And when we come back, I'm going to tell the story of Gentleman Jim and the story of the wins and losses and what it used to be like with the bare-knuckle boxers. 5.30, Kevin Pete and Flounder on 106.3. where you sing the same freaking note and the same thing the whole every song. I mean, I don't get it. Never, never change the thing. I mean, there's no, there's not another group or a song, a series of songs in the world that are like that. I'm anyway. Uh, this would be the Doors. <laughs> well, I just I don't get it. I don't like it. Well, that would make them it. unique. <laughs> yeah, unique. I'm unique. You unique. Uh, 19, yeah. uh, 1960. Doing. Thank you. Uh, 19, we have a delay going, so I can't, I, I didn't, I'm stepping on you when you're stepping on the thing. Uh, 1969, The Doors' Jim Morrison was arrested for drunk driving and driving, uh, he didn't even have a license for that matter. <laughs> What's a big deal? If you're going to get drunk, you might as well not even have the license. All right, and now, uh, let's see, something really kind of cool, which is uh, sports-related, but I didn't want to take uh, Pete's thing going on here. It was on this day 142 years ago, 1882. The last bare-knuckle fight for the heavyweight boxing crown went down in Mississippi City. John L. Sullivan. Now, if you don't know the story much about this, he was the fighter who embodied the spirit of a fighting Irishman. He died 106 years ago in Massachusetts. Uh, on this day in 82, 1882, Mississippi City, Mississippi, he knocked out Patty Ryan in the ninth round of a bare-knuckle fight for the heavyweight championship. His 75-round knockout of Jake Kilrain in Mississippi in 1889 was the last heavyweight title bout under London prize ring rules, bare-knuckle rules. In his only championship defense under the Queensberry rules, it was a different story. Now, just very quickly... Uh, this teenager, John Sullivan, was 5 feet 10, 190 pounds. He was a ruffian. He issued challenges to his hometown saloon saying, I can lick any man in the place. The Boston strong boy, he called himself, toured the country, offered $1,000 to anybody who could last four rounds in the ring with him. Hard-hitting, hard-drinking, Sullivan got his start inside the ropes of the adoption of the Queensberry Rule, setting the modern-day boxing in 1889. They replaced the old London rules of bare-knuckle guidelines, which disallowed butting, gouging, scratching, and kicking. The legend's most memorable fight, though, as we wrap this up, turned out to be the last bare-knuckle championship contest. Once again in Mississippi, he beat, battered, and knocked out Jake Kilrain in round 75 of their scheduled 80-round boxing match. <laughs> Dear God, it was even outlawed, but it became the first sporting event in America to receive national press coverage. Uh, the old champ, uh, his reign ended, uh, 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 gentleman, what's his name, uh, Sullivan, uh, reign ended in 1892 
when they wore gloves for the meetup with Gentleman Jim Corbett. Younger, faster, and fitter, Corbett knocked out the defending champ Sullivan in the 21st round and delivered the only loss of Sullivan's career. He retired from boxing and got into exhibitions, acting, sports reporting, and keeping a bar. And he died 106 years ago. <laughs> Unbelievable. The last big-time uh, nugger, John L. Sullivan, the 19th century fighter. Wow. Well, we well, got 530 now. What do you got there, Flout? A little something there for Flout? I don't what know do where my credit score's at these days. I don't know a lot about credit scores, you know. I've been seeing a lot of commercials for checking your credit score. These commercials act like you can fix all your problems by just checking <laughs> your credit score. They say things. They don't give you no other instructions, you know. They just want you to check it. They say things like, you don't want to live with your parents forever, do you? Well, you better check that credit score. <laughs> it's like, if you check it and it's bad, it's still bad. <laughs> like, checking don't help. Like, I'd like to see this play out in a bank somewhere, right? Like some guy comes in to get a loan and the banker's there and he's like, well, Jim, your credit score's terrible. But I see here that you've been Checking it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. So. Here's a house. <laughs> I grew up in a trailer park, uh, which wasn't that fun, so not sure why they call it a park. You know what I mean? <laughs> there wasn't no rides in there, no water slides. We had like an occasional slip and slide, or like an old tarp with some Dawn dish detergent on it. <laughs> We put our slip inside over a tree root one time. Because we was going jumping. That's not how that works. <laughs> At all. I hit that tree root, I just got him, got a job. <laughs> I was like, I am done playing out here. I'm done playing, period. I got medical bills. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy? That is Dusty Slay. Dusty Slay, I'll be damned. Cool. Uh, 541, Kim Repeat and Flounder. A uh, little news going on here. Oh, we may have missed uh, Vice President's side uh, piece, uh, Shiftless and Lazy, Carmella, was in Savannah promoting abortions. Uh, she did not mention how many she's had, although I think she said one of her favorites was from Montel Williams or uh, Willie, um, uh, what's it, Willie uh, Brown from uh, California. She couldn't remember which. Uh, and again, she's, uh, in, uh, she's saying that all women should get abortions, and this is why we should change the law to have liberals in charge of everything from now on, so you can have as many abortions as you want. And by the way, for the record, there are 21 states that tightened restrictions on abortion, but that means there are 20, uh, 20, uh, 30, uh, the rest of the states didn't. So you can get an abortion. You can have all the abortions you want. You can have all you want. Uh, Carmela's uh, side piece, the vice president, says she just didn't like children. She's a little rugrats running around. Uh, and so since she hates kids, she just, you know, thinks everybody should get at least one abortion so you can, uh, you know, all kind of feel it together. Uh, by the way, I don't even want to mention that story about the Clayton County Medical Examiner's Office and the little baby that had his head cut off in the birthing process. The shoulder was stuck in the birth canal. And the family is suing um, a horrible, horrible case because the uh, the birth now is ruled, uh, the DA's office calling it a homicide. The medical examiner's office saying the little boy's, uh, the baby's uh, death was caused by actions of another person or homicide, but it will be up to the DA to, uh, to decide whether to pursue charges. The baby suffered fracture, dislocation, complete, well, the, she, the baby's head came off. 
uh, during the uh, birth process. And the family says that the doctor didn't do the right thing. She delayed getting a C-section, uh, used too much force in the head and neck. And and, then, and this is what kills me. Uh, the, the family found out about the, the, the baby's head came off at the funeral home. The doctor in the operation never told anybody anything. They wrapped the, when they presented the baby to the fam, to the mother. The baby was tightly wrapped in a blanket with his head propped on top of his body to make it look like he was normal. They didn't know the head had come off until they went to the funeral home and somebody told them. Uh, the, they claim also the hospital tried to discourage them from getting an autopsy and, and encourage them to have their kid cremated right away. Uh, so the situation came to light when a whistleblower at the funeral home came became concerned about the state of the body. You know, the head being off and everything, and the family didn't that know you? it. Is that normal? Have the, t- the head off when it shows up at the uh, not normally? Mortuary? No, they were kind of. I said this. I don't think this is right here. Good lord! I tell you what. Heads oh. will roll when this comes Oh, up. I'd hate to. Boy, that insurance company is going to feel the pinch. What? What's? Why, uh, doctor, is there a limit on how much we can give the woman for the jury? No, no I don't think so. Uh, anyway, uh, coming up on quarter six already. Can't even believe it. Uh, again, 404-741-1230 if you'd like to join us here with the Kimmer. Oh, and by the way, this is kind of bizarre. Finnish carrier Finnair Airlines. The jet airline carrier in Finland, Finnair, is now going to be measuring passengers for how much they weigh. Yes, from now on, when you show up at the Finnish airline, you have to get on the, the scale with your luggage. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and now social media people said, oh, wait a minute, you can't tell me that a plane is in danger of crashing if there's somebody who's 50 or 60 pounds overweight. And they're saying uh, people are horrified by the announcement, call, they're calling it cruel, uh, draconian. What if somebody's really fat? They're going to be embarrassed as hell uh, making passengers stand on fat. a scale with all their clothes on and their carry-on baggage at the same time to get a reading. Draconian nanny state. <laughs> and the airline says, well, we're concerned about saving gas. We want to make sure how much weight is in there so we know how to plan or something. I guess. <laughs> It's like the comedian James Gregory used to talk when he took puddle jumpers in the Caribbean. Yeah. And they'd walk up and down the aisle asking how much you weigh. He goes, what do you want to know? She says, we need to know how much gas to put in the plane. He said, here's my credit card. Fill her up. Yeah. Here I got an Exxon right here. I'll get the windshield. I'll check the oil for you. My God. Oh, Lordy. 546 with a kiver feet and flounder. And we're not done yet. That's for sure. Uh, 106.3. <laughs> ah, yes. It's Tommy speaking here, is it, Tommy? Since I was a young boy. Here we go. The Who. What an unusual group. Were they the first of, of, of the group that did this kind of, um, it's almost operatic or theatrical um, 
things as well, theater the, uh, songs, the you know? Beatles kind of started it with, yeah, Sgt. Pepper, but then it kind of, the Stones did one, but they did a rock opera. This yeah. is what this is, a rock yeah. opera. They, they were the first to do this. Yeah, this was really different. I mean, and, and it were, I mean, it, it, it's well, good music and it fit, and it was an enormous but, hit. Yeah, Zappa did stuff too like this, so. Yeah. The Who recorded Pinball Wizard in London on this day in 1969. The song is one of the band's most famous live songs, played at almost every Who concert since its debut uh, May 2 in 1969. The track which featured the 1969 rock album Tommy was released as a single in 1969, reached number four in Britain, and wow, I can't believe this. This, this song, Pinball Wizard, Reached number four in Britain, but only number 19 in America? This was a n- number 19 on the top 40? I, I find it hard to believe. I thought it was a number one monster hit. Well, anyway, whatever. Uh, let's see. Uh, do we have a, a birthday? Eddie Izzard. Uh, you may know him. He's 62 years old. The British comedian who played the master thief uh, Roman Nigel in Ocean's 12 and Ocean's 13. I kind of remember briefly. But that's, that's on all the time, by the way. He's Robert Smigel. transvestite. Oh, it's, oh, oh, okay, there you are. Robert Smigel, the comedian. Triumph, the insult comic dog. Robert Smigel, That's 64. Funny. He's a weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> he, if, if you see the Conan O'Brien hired him to go to the opening of a Star Wars, yeah. so he interviewed the nerds standing outside of the Star Wars theater. I can see him doing it. I can see him doing it. It's on YouTube. Oh, God. I oh. could, his personality and his face is just his his his, his uh, mannerisms and his the way he vocal. You, I mean, he's very funny. I can see you him doing wet that. Your pants. Oh my God! I can see him doing it. I can see his style doing it. That's pretty funny. Uh, let's see it. Uh, one more sports thing, Pete. Uh, Nineteen eighty-five. Sports Illustrated releases its annual swimsuit issue, the largest regular edition in the magazine's history, two hundred eighteen pages. And we mentioned uh, 60 years ago, the Beatles arrived at Kennedy Airport and then appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show, the day that Baskin-Robbins introduced Beetle Nut Ice Cream. We'll play that for you again in a minute. First of all, speaking of adversaries, 50 years ago today, Blazing Saddles was released. Mel Brooks in several different roles, Harvey Corman, Gene Wilder, the Waco Kid, Cleavon Little as Bart, the uh, sheriff of Rock Ridge. <laughs> and here's a little something just uh, for the memory of the release 50 years ago today, Blazing Saddles. We must do something about this immediately, immediately, immediately. Harumph, 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 harumph. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Get the governor harumph. Harumph. You watch your ass. Sheriff murdered, (laughs) crops burned, stores looted, people stampeded, and cattle raped. Well, here's what Mel Brooks actually said, quote, I just wanted to exorcise both my angels and demons. I said to all the writers, look, fellas, don't worry. This movie will never get released. Never. Warner Brothers will see it and they'll say, let's bury it. So let's go nuts. And they did. Uh, Mel Brooks's motto, quote, hope for the best. Expect the worst. Life is a play. We're unrehearsed. Mel Brooks premiered at the Pickwick Drive-In Theater in Burbank, California on this day, 1974. The guests arrived not in cars, but on horseback. 
<laughs> Pretty weird. Uh, Five fifty-five with the Kimmer Pete and uh, Flounder here. Oh, let's. Uh, we're going to do the uh, the Biden thing uh, soundbite again here, Flounder, if you don't mind. A couple of quick updates. Now, what did I just do with my? Oh, here we go. Um, uh, uh, in late, late breaking news today, an American drone strike in Baghdad today killed. Three members of the powerful uh, Khalib Hezbollah militia, including, they believe, the high-ranking commander connected with a drone strike that killed the three Georgia soldiers, the three sergeants in Jordan a few weeks ago. They conducted a unilateral strike in Iraq at 9.30 at their time in response to that drone strike in Jordan. And they got this guy, Wizam Mohammed Abu Bakir al-Sadi, the commander of the operations in Syria. No, don't know if any collateral damage or anything. So, again, that's a news-breaking story. They killed the guy. They believe they killed the guy responsible for the drone strike against the three Georgia soldiers. Also, the Senate couldn't uh, come up with a a plan to try to pass a a war bill for Ukraine and uh, Israel today as uh, without the uh, border protection thing, because that went down in flames as well. And last night, of course, the GOP, once again, uh, could could not even be unanimous in voting to impeach a little pimp Mayorkas, for crying out loud. And so they, they did a procedure. Procedural things, so they say they can bring it up again. Why would you bring it up again to embarrass yourselves? You already lost once, and now they're going to say, well, you're just doing it for political reasons, which is obvious. But you're going to make it even more obvious and give them more ammunition for the public that may be undecided, and not that anybody's ever undecided about anything, but if there are people undecided, say, oh, God, those Republicans are just out to do political stuff. And it's exactly the opposite, but again, it's the damn Democrats who make us look like idiots, because we walk right into it. It's like, it's like they're, you know, he's behind the door. He's going to say boo after you walk in. Oh, I don't see anybody. Boo. Oh, God, I did it again. I mean, it's just unbelievable. What is the matter with these people? <laughs> uh, they're morons? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, anyway, let's do the let's do the uh, president's stupid soundbite again. I got I can't find my notes here all of a sudden. Uh, God, I thought I, I swear to God. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Froggy. Uh, President Stupid Face, they've done this to him before. He got saved once again. President Stupid Face at the podium. Now, I want to set this up again this way. Think of any other president you've ever heard in your lifetime at a podium. News conference, speech, TV, whatever. Any president speaking to the American people. You think of anyone you've ever heard from Nixon or LBJ or Bush and Obama, whatever. And now, listen to your current president of the United States. There is some movement. And I don't want to, I don't want to. It might depend. Well, maybe choose my words. There's some movement. There's been a response from the, uh, the, the there's been a response. Oh, my. From, from the, what's her, oh, what's her name? Uh, the opposition. If I can only. But, um, Hamas. It, it, yes, I'm sorry. From Hamas. Yeah. But it seems to be, uh. A little over the top. That we're was not a, sure where it is. We're not sure about continuing it. negotiation. Yeah, right. right. That, that, that was a reporter telling him uh, Hamas. Oh yeah, Hamas. That was the opposition. That's right, Hamas. I remember now. This is the president of the United what? States. What, what's next? The reporter going to get up there behind him and stick his hand up his bum and uh, move his mouth? They've, and they've done this before. They did it during the entire election campaign. That's a good idea, yeah. Pete. We should make a Biden puppet. Yeah. Absolutely. They sh- I mean, they should a- a- have Obama from the back or, or Michelle, you know, with the hand up his ass. <laughs> Speak. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, the, the monkey. All right. Holy crap. 
Honest to God, I don't believe it. You know, these idiots, it's like, I'm trying to doing a survey. I've been asking people all over the place, please, what do the initials LGBTQ stand for? And so far, I can't get anybody to give me a straight answer. I don't know. Anyway, it's only me. Oh, hey, who? I got to go. You're killing me. Feed and flounder. Look out Thursday. Tomorrow we talk to Shannon Burke, and we also talk to Neil Bortz at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Look out. (laughs) Here we go. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.